coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Well, do you want to start, Jazz? I always want to start, Dave. The Steelers have scored 10 offensive touchdowns. That's 1.25 a game. That's better than one a game. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a this, way of looking at it. We're getting with the Steelers at this point this year, Jazz. Uh, you got to try and take uh, whatever positives you can out of any situation possible. I'd like to take the positives that Thursday night football was a cakewalk. <laughs> oh, hey yeah. And even though it wasn't, that's how I'm remembering it. So we're just going to leave it at that. That was awesome to come off the bye week and get Steelers Texans. I thank you. <laughs> yeah, this cock is crowing. It's gonna, it's gonna go so bad when Washington pulls something over on us on freaking primetime football. Uh, they're a little bit frisky. You should be fine. Though. There's always time for a team to be found out, though. I mean, it wasn't that long ago the Steelers went eleven and zero to start a season off. Yeah, but we already worked out on this podcast that you didn't play anybody good that year. Yeah. Oh wait, so did we? Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, feeding into his narrative. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, but I know both of you aren't going to go and do the stats on working out the ranking oh, no. of all the teams that we've played and all that kind of stuff like I did that Can't afternoon. It. So, Can't yeah, it's it. not it's not going to happen. I mean, happen. the eye test against the Lions. The Lions have lost all their faith in their ability since week one when they really arguably maybe should have won that game against the Eagles. Can I just get the cooing out of my system now before it, we get bogged down into actual proper talk? But Can I take my earpiece out so I don't you want to yeah, the, right. the the Eagles are eight and zero for the first time in franchise history. I gotta love that. I gotta love what Harry Roseman did. He can't draft a wide receiver to save his life, but he can find them in trades and free agencies, and he can build a team which is pissing all over the turnover differential at the moment in the NFL. That's the thing that I'm loving at the moment. I'm adoring this defense and how they get pressure. And how it's different people every single game on that defensive line are the ones that are getting pressure. I mean, Hargrave this week was a wrecking ball on that line. It was great to watch. And then, um, yeah, we got two of the best 10 corners in the league at the moment, statistically, according to Pro Football Stats. And, but guy with the, and... Uh, uh, Bradley. Bradbury. Bradbury, sorry, yeah. Um, and... Uh, and yeah, we, we've got, I think, the best secondary in the league at the moment. That That's pickup of CJ Gardner-Johnson has been like what Minka did for us when he came in halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. He's just electrified. I'm sure the stats were in the first four years with the Saints, he had maybe one pick in the last four games. He's had one a game. Yeah, he leads the league in interceptions and yeah. they just, they're like a magnet to him. You just straight in. Oh, it's, yep. it's so good to watch. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Um, and I, I've got enough faith that I'm riding this to at least 10 and 0. Um, uh, it has to go to 10 and 0. So, who have you go got? Who have you got next? The Texans, and then who have you got after that? We've had the Texans, we Texans, Texans last week. Sorry, on Thursday yeah, night Texans. football. So, we've got Washington coming up this week, right? In prime time, and then we've got the Colts, the yeah. Jeff Saturday oh, Colts, which we'll Jesus. get into. 
and then we take on the Packers in Philadelphia, and then we take on the Titans, and those are the first. So really, eleven and O heading into eleven and O is a possibility. Jesus, could be it could get to twelve and O, and then you've got Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. I think really now it's just a question of just holding it together and then I think it's stay healthy. see what happens in Cowboys. January. Is the Cowboys the only team that's really going to put up a fight at this point? Cowboys is the one I'm most worried about. I've had a few side conversations yeah. with Richard Graves about how... So he sent me a message saying Christmas Eve, Cowboys will stand in front of the Eagles as the last line of defense <laughs> for the NFL and an undefeated season for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Christmas Eve, whatever... But playoff football, I'd worry about Dallas. I wouldn't want to meet Dallas in the playoffs. I probably wouldn't want to meet New York in the playoffs either. I'd take, I would meet any team outside of our division just because you then avoid a divisional rivalry type game. It's not like they've got pedigree in the playoffs, though, is it? The Cowboys. No, they don't. But also losing to the Cowboys in the playoffs would be insufferable. It would be bad, yeah. But I can see the America's game now, though, Ollie. You lose to them uh, (laughs) on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then you the play and the beat playoffs. them in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I can yeah. see it now. I can see it happening. I can see a lot of it happening. Um, to the point that you know, I think I mentioned to you guys about how I'd had a dream, like Martin Luther King, about uh, you know, commentating on the Super Bowl and everything. And um, hmm. seems just as important as what Martin Luther <laughs> if King. If not did. more apt and poignant, really. I, I would yeah. I would have I would have said so. I would have yeah. said so. Um but I had this dream about commentating on the Eagles in the Super Bowl and I felt really annoyed when I woke up that I'd allowed myself to dream that. Um <laughs> and uh apparently I discussed that dream in my sleep. <laughs> Cause what? uh cause Sam heard it. <laughs> oh. Apparently I talk about American football in my sleep. She was like, you were just talking about a really big game and how you were desperate to win. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> mumbling about touchdowns and wow. stuff. Oh, yeah, I was really, yeah. <laughs> that is impressive. You're, you're inceptioning yourself at this point. Yeah, I really am. Um, but That's how you have your heart broken. Really but Ollie, you're going to be there. Whether the Eagles are there or not, you're going to be at the Super Bowl again. I, I, don't, I can't have the Eagles being there. There's a part of me that doesn't want to have to go through that week. Right. <laughs> yeah, it would be a lot for you. It would yeah, be, a lot. be quite, quite a lot. Watching your dreams get crushed by the Bills would be too much for your little Oh, soul. that would be... Well, this is one very good point that Andre's brought up on a discussion I've had with him about uh, a potential Bills-Eagles Super Bowl. And that mm. is that the city of Arizona will burn, win or lose. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> You literally will not be able to escape the carnage. Yeah. That would be two great fan bases meeting there. That would be so good. That would be such a good game as well. I hope that we get that. I hope that we get that. would be the best matchup, I think. Because I can't think from the NFC who's going to be... There's teams that can get there over the Eagles, but there's they're going to be as exciting and as have the kind of storylines and... The veterans and oh, it's just not going to be the same if it's like the 49ers or I don't know who else. Who's going to get there? It's got to be the Eagles. Come on. You look at the Vikings. That was one of the yeah, ones I was kind of thinking like Hawkinson comes in. It's another weapon on that offense. Yeah. I'm still not convinced by the defense. And they only they're put up fun. points on Washington. Yeah, they're not that fun. They're not that yeah. interesting. I don't want to watch. Is the neutral? I don't want to watch them in the Super Bowl. I sure. want to watch Kirk Cousins at topless wearing bedazzled chains on an airplane <laughs> videos 
almost less than I want to watch whoever that twat was doing it on ESPN. Schefter? Yeah, what a tool. <laughs> yeah. What a tool. I mean, if we're going to look at other teams that may show up a fight in January, let's not count out uh, Monsieur Brady. Because that last But they're drive... so boring. I'm just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, teams that I want to see. Did you play? watch that last drive? The last drive was like, oh, he's still got it. Oh, he's yeah. now got into like T1000 Psycho. mode. Yeah. yeah. They could, they could he's just dissolving. He's back here. Oh, no, you got a knife in your face. He oh, had right, he, okay. he was lined up for that first play of that first of that last drive and it was the water boy where all the faces changed to like things in front like of him like Giselle's and face it, everywhere and Giselle right. being like I'm going to take all your money I'm going to take all your money no you're not no you're not I'm getting my TV money motherfucker <laughs> just Did you see they invest I saw a uh, a news item that they'd have invested like hundreds of millions of dollars in a cryptocurrency that is now tanking Did you see that who did XRP, I think it's called Brady. Oh. Don't know if it's true or not. I have to fact check. Well, XRP, Solana, got... all those ones are all been tanking on and off, haven't they? Tanko. Tanko. He's got three hundred and sixty million coming whenever he wants it. Some people are thinking that he timed the divorce and went back to football to avoid having to give her any of the three hundred and sixty million in TV money. It's clever. Which, but... which. For a game manager and for a guy that can pick apart any defense, that's genius that he can do it in the legal world, <laughs> in the world as well. His lawyers are just he's, giving him standing uh, he's ovations. Studied the tape. He's figured out yeah. where the holes are. He's exploiting them. Hey, I've seen I've seen what's coming up around the corner. I've seen the draft that I've got in the future. So I'm going to work this position now. So I land into this position so we can make the best out of next year and what we can do after the NFL. It's genius if he's done huh. that. Absolutely genius. Um, but yeah, look, the, the Eagles, I think, will be the f- most fun team in their iteration that we yeah. see at the moment, the most fun team to watch in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I would like to mention I... that you described Harry Roseman's unable to draft a receiver. Devonta Smith's not a bad player. AJ Brown is helping Devonta Smith a lot. I'm not saying Devonta Smith's a bad player at all, but... Um... He's gone a bit quieter the last few weeks. Well, he gets but... he gets targeted less this season anyway because yeah. of Brown being there and Goddard, mm. obviously. Well, but when I... Brown is just firing down the field and making like world class catches, then there's no need for him to ever get the balls. <laughs> I find it weird nobody's made like a a Calvin Johnson type comparison at this point. He's not the same specimen as Calvin Johnson. He's not as probably as good, but he's not far off because he is that big build, but athletic. He's exactly what Alshon Jeffrey was a few years ago when, when he was in Chicago and filled in Philadelphia in his prime. And he is that perfect receiver. I think for a quarterback, just a huge body, but can use his frame so well to be mm. athletic and physical in the right moments. How tall I, is I, he? Six, three. It feels like he's not six, two super tall. Oh, I'm really annoyed that I don't know this because we played the height and weight game for so Yeah, I feel long. like he might be 6'2". I, think I know he's stacked. He's a big Metcalf is 6'4", but... I think, and Metcalf is noticeably taller than he is. Yeah, I feel like he's not that tall. That's what I was thinking of with the comparison with Megatron off the off the bat. But yeah, I like, I like it. I mean, I'd like to be talking about it more in a couple of years if it carries on being at yeah. this level. But I mean, but he has been at this level in Tennessee. It's just that he was in Tennessee that was all Derek. I don't Henry. know. He wasn't getting these deep uh, bombs in Tennessee. That's kind of not how their offense works, I guess. But He's six he foot wasn't. One. He was getting six more like one uh, is how tall he is. 
Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But he is stacked. I mean, yeah, that, that makes him look taller, I guess. It's the triangular frame he's got. But that's what I mean about the athletic ability as well, because he can go up and get it. Yeah. Um, well, that was the thing with the DK Metcalf picture they had when he was in college with his top off, flexing. They only ever show you that side of half of the picture. The other half of the picture is AJ Brown looking just as ridiculously ripped and <laughs> massive. So, Do you want another yeah. stat, Jazzy, just to pivot off the Eagles? Is Ollie are done not, with pivoting? Are we going away from the Eagles? I think Ollie's uh, not done yet. Yeah, Ollie's still got a bit of jizz left to get out of his system. That's, that's enough, isn't it? Well, well I, I don't know. know. He's got some he's got more he wants to spaff. So what you I mean, I'm happy for you and all, but, you know. I'd just like to apologise to Nick Sirianni as well. I'll put my hands up and say... Do you oh, want to apologise to Oh, Hertz he says that well? now. You wait till then. Maybe this time next year. I think year you owe a few apologies. 0-6. Oh, he's garbage. Got to go. What do you mean 0-6 oh, when they're 16-1? and one? He's, no, no. How and did we lose that game? Next how do we lose? Garbage. You garbage piece of crap, Sirianni. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, fine. We can move away from the Eagles. I just wanted to have my glow. Like, the Texans actually put up a pretty good fight on Thursday Night Football for a bit of time, but it was just that, like, cream rising to the top type thing they it's just been like that in every, it's been like that in every game with the eagles really they're just all you need is one quarter and you're just blowing teams out well that was the thing though this cruise. against the texans it wasn't cruising it was just touchdown 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 consistent yeah and the texans were like touchdown touchdown maybe field a field goal, goal. <laughs> yeah, maybe we get a first down on this one guys yeah, yeah. interception shh Hey, look, I love it. I, I I think we're the reason I want to move on from it is I think we're going to be talking about the Eagles in a similar vein for a few more weeks. So, you know, it's not the end of it. I know. It's just this is like the tipping point of I'm really starting to like full on buy in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I've gone over. I love I've how gone it takes over to eight full games fan. in a row to winning before you decide to jump in and say that. Well, it's more because I've been like living in this world of fear with it of like if I get my hopes up I'll get crushed and all that kind of thing. <laughs> but like I can't like hold I mean, it you in. You could still be crushed. Let's yeah, not I know. remember I mean, this is definitely something that could definitely happen. It's the hope that will kill you. That's I know. The uh, but but I'm you. I'm I'm deciding to live in the moment and be like screw it. It's fine. Like just enjoy the fact that for the first time in franchise Hang history. On one second. It's 8 and 0. Oh. No. It's got a good ring to it. Eight and oh, no. Hey, there's only one ring I want to it, and that's the ring at the end of it all. Can you imagine if they went undefeated? <laughs> I mean, that would make you even more insufferable. They'd have to burn the NFL down and scrap the league Philadelphia and restart. Philadelphia would be burnt down. Yeah, Philadelphia would burn. <laughs> the link would just be an abandoned wreckage of smoldering ashes. Every Tom Brady, if he had to retire looking at an Eagles team celebrating an undefeated season winning a Super Bowl, <laughs> would be the best, the best way for it to end. The greatest way for it to end. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Giants winning would be more of a, a be flashbacks more for him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but two Super Bowls, you know. But it's also like Nick Foles was meant to be the cakewalk that went toe to toe with Brady. And I bet he was in that game like, how the hell is Nick Foles doing this? And then it would be the, and this team of these asshole fans oh, get man. to celebrate the, yeah. I mean, it's not going to happen, obviously. That's me. Well, another it. reason why I want to see the Eagles from the NFC, because that is the best Super Bowl that I've ever seen. Yeah. I want more of it. I like it. A different kind of way. And I tell you what, the Bills are choke artists. <laughs> I mean, what I mean, about your pal uh, Josh Potter's not going to like that if he's not listening? <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Yeah, I mean, you're going to fly out to, uh, to LA you, and you sit down. You'd be like, what about those bills? They're a bunch of show cut as chumps. 
about that? How about that pussy Josh Allen you've got there? <laughs> Can't we, even beat the Jets. Oh my god! We've got to say the NFL this year is, was a great game. is just as drunk as it was last year and the year before, really, isn't it? I think it's drunker. I, oh, it's I mean, way drunker. Yeah, I mean it is way drunker. It's this had year. a few more, you know, Tito's and soda since last time. Sure, yeah, you've had you've had enough NFL. It's time to leave. I'm just going to a different bar. Well, we're gonna open later. <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna get onto it with Shane about his beloved Saints, but that's how drunk the NFL is. And okay, so if the NFL's drunk, the NFC South is on. They're in the champagne room. They're just they are two minutes away from getting kicked out by the bouncers. They are pouring like tequila bottles all over everybody in the room. They are stripping off naked like. The Saints what the is Bucks. going on see, in the South Jazz? No, the Saints and the Bucks have been doing ketamine in the toilet for the last half see that, hour. That's, that's, see, that's more like it. I think saying champagne room has put them away too high pedestal. We're talking about like dirt cheap trebles bars here. Yeah. That's probably where yeah. they are. You get the three champagne trebles for a fiver. Uh, you're walking around, you're sticking to the floor. There's just cesspits everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's you're not, right. It's, it's not like, where you want to be. It's like Aberystwyth on a Wednesday night, Ollie, in Yoko's. So like a student. Pier, pier. That sticky carpet. Yeah, it's that sort every, of thing, right? No one should be in there. Nobody's really enjoying themselves. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. I'm in the middle of the dance floor, just spinning around with a bottle in each hand. Oh, and okay, just, the liter and a half just, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm <laughs> ripping them. Oh, no. Ripping them. Um, do you like a smile of life? Oh yeah, did you want to start, Jazz? Let's pivot off the south. Oh now. yeah, let's have the pivot. Well, no, pivot in let's all not over pivot the place. Off. Let's come back to the south at some point. But what was the pivot you had off the Eagles? What was that stat you wanted to share? Packers went over thirty points seven times last year. They haven't done it once this year. That doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, yeah, I love that. But it's savage. Somebody last week was on a on a call with me who was like, this is going to be a 30-point game against the Detroit Lions. We're going to get 30 points. And I was like, mate, you haven't had 30 points all season in a game yet. Why do you think it's going to happen this time? And watching Aaron Rodgers just... <laughs> was too fun. Against the Lions? Too fun. Teams are killing yeah. the Lions. Yeah. Everyone's I like killing it. the Lions. Exactly. I like this fall from grace for the Packers. I enjoyed it when they were crying walking out of London, not just the team, but the fans. I loved oh. it. Their 60 pound cheese heads on thinking it was all about, oh, Packers completing the set. They're the last team to come to London. We're the best. It's all about us. Nah, New York Giants, Shane Barinu just joins us. I'm actually going to give the New York Giants some love and I'm glad you're here for it. I am so pleased and have still been so pleased that they beat the Packers that afternoon just to silence that Packer mentality. And they all still think like, oh, but we're the Green Bay Packers. We're a special franchise. You are a special franchise in how you're formed. But right now there is nothing special about the way they play football. And the fact they lost to the one and six Lions couldn't be more beautiful. How you doing, Shane? <laughs> oh, God, I'm doing good. Um, I do have to say that. Um, can we just get this out of the way? Um, I, I've been dreading coming back on with you guys uh, yeah. because of a particular take that I had. And I think we should just let Jazz go ahead and, and get it off your chest. We've all said how some bad the silly things are. in our times. Yeah, I mean, in fairness <laughs> to you, I mean, I was, I'd had my plan of kind of having a full-on diatribe, like a full-on kind of lecture about this. But I thought to myself, well, I also made some horrific things at the start of the season too. And in fairness, my one saying the Raiders are going to finish in the top 
two or three teams in the AFC West. That's a bad, bad shot Looks now. far, far worse than the Saints <laughs> in the NFC South, given this, they're only, what, two games off still? Even One game off, right, Shane? Oh, so you are, there is so, no way. So as much as I'd love to give this. you all the shit in the world, actually, I think if I gave you shit now, Karma will come back and bite me right in the asshole, and I'll end up having <laughs> the press-ups anyway. So we'll all wait. Right, well, uh, David, you have anything to say that the Atlanta Falcons I wanna, are? I don't want to jinx it. If we were talking a couple of weeks ago, it feels like the Saints yeah. were going to be dead and buried. But, the, but no- the other teams can't win. Falcons can't get it done against the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks managed to get a, a win over the Rams just about, but the Rams suck. And like, <laughs> where are we? The, the Saints are one game back. Like, it's anybody's. The Panthers are two games back. Like, yeah. nobody has a winning record. It's a disaster. We were just talking about it, the NFL being drunk and the NFC is like beyond drunk. The the last guys at the bar just sloshing around, falling off their bar stools. Yeah, just power hour. We're trying bar. to find that last lady before hey. you go home. The one that's... So I'm yeah. not... I It's not over. Don't, you know... So Yeah, so we can't honest, give you anything for that. Yeah, yeah but it's, it doesn't look good. You know? <laughs> None of it looks like, good. If, if, I, if I'm going to say what I'm right, I have to I have to come clean when I'm wrong. And I was very off. Uh, it felt good. It felt confident. I said it with probably too much confidence. And uh, I, I mean, three and six. In the NFC South, which is a terrible division right yeah. now. But it's also the kind it's of the so most bad. exciting at the same time because they're all so terrible. You have no idea who's going to come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if, uh, you know, Tom and the Bucks being able to to pull that win off 44 seconds with no timeouts, if that might be the kind of a catalyst and, you know, kind of, sh- kind of kick them into gear because I was very that Tom Brady-like. You know, so well, I, you've, yeah. you've seen that look in his eyes before, right? That yeah. that's like, oh, he's suddenly switched and locked in. Yeah, like, oh, where have you exactly. been for the rest of the game, Tom? You've just been taking it easy. You, you know, no. Sometimes you just I don't know what it was. Sometimes you just need that, you know, especially when you've been doing something as long as he has. Uh, you know, it's oof. I hope I hope it's for the best. Now, I hope he gets going, and then he can play till he's sixty. That would be great. <laughs> uh, the big we question we've got to ask you about it is: Have you been called up to be a character witness in the court proceeding? <laughs> <laughs> For who? Well, I mean, be yeah. there's got to be some good money to be made in that spot, right? So, yeah, yeah. How's everybody? How's everybody doing? Have you guys? Have you guys been enjoying the season? Enjoying the London games? And uh, what's what's going on on your side of the world? It's been weird, man, hasn't it? I mean, like we said yeah. before, it's definitely been a drunk season. And it, with yeah, uh, the yeah. way the games keep coming along, you just can't pick them every week. I mean, we every week we try and pick six games, well, more between us, but each, and none of us have got even close to it, hardly at all, because it's so I got five or six out. one week, and then... Uh, it's like nothing the week after, it's ass. impossible. It means nothing if you don't get all of them. Yeah, but, well, yeah I'm it, loving it. I think this season is just great. I mean, it's, I mean it's coming from the Eagles fan, you've missed, you've missed out 50 <laughs> minutes of him just, you know, jacking off over the Eagles. <laughs> so... Yeah, we could have done. Are they for that, real? To be honest, are, are, are they fraudulent or are they for real? I think that I think oh, they're for real. I think they're for real. Shane. It seems you like they're for real. Yeah. Where's their weakness? Where's their weakness? We haven't seen it yet. No. Yeah, we, we have. We haven't seen it yet. And you know, I understand they had a tight one against the Texans. I don't. That doesn't really matter to me. A lot of people are trying to point that game out as like, oh, 
they're fraudulent and it's like no 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 not at all i mean it texans are still an nfl franchise still have professional players high caliber players on their team and i think the texans are going to be be all right in like three years but um <laughs> they're uh, philly is just three good. years only, so when they have a completely different roster shame, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. They'll, have, well, they'll have the young guys if you see what okay. they're they're draft they're collecting draft picks all their draft picks that they drafted last year the high ones are playing and starting and actually contributing you know it's going to be a work in progress it's not you know you're not going to be able to flip it next year uh, they'll be better next year then they'll be better the year after so i think in like two or three years time the texans will be a very solid team um this is an interesting season. It's another big take, by the way. Are we going to be getting? Yeah, should we do press ups? No, 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 no. Can you edit that part out? Actually, oh god, yeah, this has been fun. The the thing with that Texans game, not to go back to it, but it's it's it wasn't completely simple for Philadelphia, but it was one of those ones where Philadelphia stayed consistent and the Texans couldn't hang with them for four quarters. And not only that, but it's away on the road in that short week. I'll take any win on a Thursday night football short week on the road, without a doubt. And when it looks as consistent as they were able to play and keep the ball moving and keep drives going, yeah, that's fine with me. I mean, the the big rough note for the offense conceded their first fumble loss of the season. Oh, no. Like that's, yeah, I'll take that as like nine, not that's that crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess, I guess what a negative thing is that they had trouble stopping the run against the Texans. Um, but I, I, you know, it's not big enough for me to call it or declare it like a, a weakness. Mm. Just yet, but Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, and Tony Pollard coming up though. That's yeah, yeah. That's suddenly, I mean, so we'll thankfully see. Green Bay don't run the ball, so for some reason, for some, for some reason, because the pass is just going so well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It. <laughs> oh, the Packers, man. I, I, there's so, there's so many storylines this year, yep. and that's what it, that's what makes this season so interesting to me. Every division is off kilter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things happening in every division and in every conference that we did not expect. Um, 100%. although I, I did kind of think, I did kind of think the, um, the Rams were going to be bad this year. I, I kind of mm. had that. I don't know. I like an inkling, like they could be, they could mess this up and, and they are, I thought the Raiders were going to be better. I mean, yeah. they've, they've blown how many leads now? Oh, four? I mean, that game against the Jaguars is horrific. I mean, I did, oh it was four and each four, if each one of those games have had either a 20 point lead or a. 17 17 nothing up against the Jags yeah it was a disgrace and that's a Jags team that has got a quarterback at the moment that isn't playing good football I'm not putting it on Trevor Lawrence great comeback win or anything like that they they need to ride Travis Etienne to the end of the earth this year at this point and hope he stays out as well he's he's doing great on my fantasy the last few weeks Mm -hmm. since he started that's one good thing. My fantasy teams are pretty solid this year. Well, that's good because I took your advice on the Saints and the, the Saints defense <laughs> hasn't been very good, Shane. Whoops. Yo, oh, uh, I'm, uh, one if you team... got a larvae, though, then that's... I, did I, have do. I do. I do. I do have, I have a love. Yeah. I, um, my, my one team called the Wolverines. Uh, we're 9-0, and and I just scored uh, 200 points last week. Oh! Did, t- want... huh? did you have Joe Mixon yeah. in your team? Yeah, I hurts oh, yeah. mixing so Jalen Hurts, Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Zach Ertz, Godwin, Cincinnati's defense because God, my dang. defense was on a buy. So the Saint I had the Saints defense. And then uh 
Uh, yeah, but that team hasn't lost yet. That's basically yeah. Hasn't Ooh, lost. Andy. Well, welcome yeah. to the other side, by the way, Shane. Now you're sucked completely into fantasy football and <laughs> I know. the season with that rather than anything else. You're you know, going into the locker rooms and being like, I get it, guys. You need to understand it means a lot when you're on the outside of this locker yeah. room. <laughs> Shane, have we have we told you about our our podcast bet that we do every year with the Eli Manning jersey? We told you about that? No, I haven't heard about that. Okay, so every year we're in the same fancy league by Thanksgiving. Whoever's got the least points out of the three of us has to wear an Eli Manning Jersey all day. Okay. All which day. We don't day. like it's a uh, three. Ollie's, Ollie's, I, I do remember you guys have a distaste for yeah. Eli Manning. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie's, Ollie's worn it three times. I think oh, I he's worn it, it every time, but once. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we, it's getting dramatic now. So a few weeks ago, I was 60 points behind. Okay. And now I'm 30 points ahead of Jazz. So, but me and so only not, three points between us. So it's yeah. based off of total points on the season, not wins it's and scored. losses? Yeah, yeah so no, the, the history scored. behind that was because uh... me and Dave were having a bit of a back and forth a few years ago when we were both doing really well in the fantasy league. So Ollie said, well, why don't we whichever one of you use losing out the two of you by the time it hits Thanksgiving, well, one of you wears the shirt. And we thought, hold on a second. We should probably add Ollie into this if he's trying to pick the stakes up. So we he said, agreed right, somehow. We'll do, yeah, no, no, and he was, I didn't agree. I was bullied into it. And, was <laughs> and so that's how the points scored came into it. So it meant that if there's one team who's doing terribly, you can still score enough points to avoid the jersey. Yeah. Two weeks yeah. ago. And it's one of my favorite photos. They came down to Wales a couple of years ago to come watch it with me and stopped at a gas station or petrol station for us. And Jazz took a photo of Ollie Sneaky filling up. Filling up the car with the Eli jersey. It looks it's so sad. Huge shape. That's... It's like a three XL American yeah. Eli Manning jersey. Like it, a lineman style jersey. You can't it. wear it and look good. At this it. point, it fits you like a glove, though, Ollie. You know, you're just like you're really. COVID was brutal, guys. COVID was really brutal. You know? oh, I really don't want to ever wear that. So I'm 30 points ahead. My team's picking it up. We've got Mixon riding high. It's, it's going to be fine. I feel good about it. So okay, here's, a, here's something we could bet on. Well, who's going to have a better record at the end of the season? The Packers or the Bears? I what mean, are the Bears on? Three wins? Packers are on? Yeah, they're both, they're both three and six right now. Oh. But Chicago looks a whole lot better than Green Bay, which is something I never thought would come out of my mouth ever. It's like picking syphilis or gonorrhea. There, isn't it? <laughs> well, I just picked up Fields for because Lamar's on a bye week, so I'm hoping that Fields. I was really Lamar's wondering good. where that sentence was going. But I just picked up gonorrhea, and I know what that's like. So I'm like yeah. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> It's been it's on a business trip be. to Bangkok, guys. It went badly. It has to be the Packers, surely. There's no way it can be the Bears. I don't know. Right? I think there's a frisky right now. Well, well, let's see who the Bears have up in the next few weeks. We got Detroit got at home, Lions. at Atlanta, at the Jets, Packers at home, and then they go on a bye. They could win two or three of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Could, could. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is going to still own the, the, uh, the Bears. The Bears after this. I wonder if he's going to own a freaking job after this season. I mean, it won't be in Green Bay. No, you no. can't keep him around, can you? I, I mean, you can. But I don't think he wants to be around anymore. But I would think the franchise wouldn't necessarily want him around at this point either, because he's kind of a negative impact. It's weird to say, but he's 
a negative impact. Oh, yeah, I know. He's not a leader at the moment, is he? He's going around cussing everybody else out for playing badly and not taking any of the blame. Well, like, I watched his yeah. his interview this week on the Pat McAfee show, and um, they asked him about a couple of the interceptions, and he turns around and says, well, a lot of things happen that go into a play. Maybe, you know, you can talk about a throw, but there are a lot of other aspects that go into a play being successful or not. And it's like, oh, so when you throw the interception, there are a lot of other things that go into a play. But when a receiver drops the ball and you're chewing them out and you're saying they need to start making those mm. catches, yeah. there's yeah. not a lot of things going into place. Like, where is that level of responsibility that you want from, let alone a quarterback, a leader on a team at that point? I mean, it's just... yeah. You know, and I, yeah, I get where he comes from because, you know, quarterbacks interceptions are always on the quarterback stat chart. Um, But there are quite a few instances where the interception was not on the quarterback. So I get where he's coming from. I think what a lot of people are just waiting for him to say is, look, you know, as a leader of this team, I'm going to put it on myself to help, help the receivers, help carry them along or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Some type of encouragement um it publicly i don't know if he's i'm sure he's encouraging them to some extent behind the scenes during practice and meetings and stuff like that but i think publicly um some encouragement some positive words um you know would go a long way absolutely yeah it's kind of tough to encourage somebody when like behind the scenes if publicly you're calling them out right i mean right yeah it's very true you can't go up to somebody in the training field and be like hey man like it's not your fault no worries bro after you've just gone out and told 20 reporters that are putting it across the national news hey man this guy drops passes it's his fault we lost on the weekend right yeah Yeah. real real weird you really want to flip that one around chew him out behind the scenes give him love at least yeah i don't get it i bet Devontae adams wishes that he was there as well like what's going nobody's happy i know Oh, it's a poor Raiders. Yeah. Poor they, Raiders. They, they started well, him and Carr, last week. They scored a touchdown and he was piling um, up the yards. 146 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Nothing in the second half. But nothing it's not in the, the second half. Yeah, it's not the start of the game. It's the second half for some reason. Uh, but then and it's so hard, catch? those situations, when like you play so well and then you play so bad. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of – like. You just want to be in the meet in the middle somewhere, like mm. not too not too high, not too low, um, just kind of steady and steady increasing throughout the entire season. It's like there's a couple teams, the Raiders, they're either really good or they're terrible, and that's that's really tough to coach, and it's really tough in our position trying to figure out like what is it, what, like <laughs> what's not clicking, because how can you be so good and then so a couple like yeah. you know what I mean, and then a couple drives go by and you're just awful. It's 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 interesting. So I could say I could say the same about a lot of teams. They just can't yeah. like keep it together. I mean, just the Saints. The Saints yeah. shut out the Raiders a couple of weeks ago and played amazingly, yeah. and then they'll go out and lay an egg themselves. And you're like, well, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so how much do you reckon that comes down to coaching then on that chain for the Raiders? Because, I mean, we have had McDaniels have, what, a year at the Broncos where he didn't really do very well, and then... And then they let him go. Well, like, his first year at the Broncos, they were 8-0, and then they finished the season, like, 8-8 eight and eight or something like that. It was, it was something crazy like that. Yeah. And then the next year, I uh, drafted Tebow, and that was about it, you know. Well, they drafted Tebow, game. and the, yeah. I remember that I don't one. think he was the coach, though. No, I think he was let go by then. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he was, he was. Was it Del Rio? Yeah, he was let go. He was let go halfway through the season. 
Yeah. And of course, yeah. he fucks over the Colts with his, I'm going to sign for you and become your head coach and doesn't. Yeah. So I, it does feel like this job was his last real head coaching gig opportunity. Hmm. So how mm-hmm. much do you reckon it comes down to him on that? And how much is just back to the players? Because again, you look at the way the... I'm going to... This is a super long question. I do apologize. But you look at the Raiders' last, what, first round picks, the last five they've had, every single yeah. one of them has been cut or released. Yeah. And that's yeah. not that's not a good sign for organization, really. No, still not at all. Jacobs, was he your first round pick? So yeah, he's on the fifth year option. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they didn't pick up his option. That's what they're... Yeah. They didn't pick up his fifth year. Yeah, I don't... I don't know how much to attribute to coaching because if it was, in my opinion, if it was strictly coaching, they would look like the Denver Broncos. Right. But they, they have the ability to score. They lead in games big time. It's just the second half of the games. Mm. And so, yeah. So I'm sure some of that's coaching. I'm sure some of that's on the, on the players, you know, you, you want to blame the defense. Cause I don't think their defense is all that great. Um, but at the same time, the offense should be able to, to score more points in the second half as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it, you're going to falter. You're going to lean towards the coach, but I'm just, I just don't know. It's like, what is it? Yeah. It's is so it, confusing. Is it harder as a coach though? If your offense performs going into halftime defense, opposing defense at halftime can make adjustments to try and counter your offense. So now you're asking a coach to counter a defense's adjustments on the fly in the second half. And maybe that's just something that he's not able to do. Maybe he's a guy that say he can make adjustments at halftime when he's got time to actually explain, take note and discuss right. with his coaches a little better, but maybe actually on the fly in a game, that's just something that's not in his, in his wheelhouse and an ability to do. Cause I imagine that's a lot tougher as well. You can have a, you know, coach's discussion at the interval at halftime and, and break things down a little more than you do if you're trying to read and react in the moment. Yeah, and another yeah, you, you, that's a good point. And another thing you have to realize is McDaniel's is now coaching two sides of the ball. He can't. He doesn't have the luxury of just focusing on the offense at, at halftime. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he, now he has to kind of go both ways. So that's a lot more on your plate. That could be a factor. Um, you would have thought he would have learned from the best with Belichick about adjusting. I mean, he's the absolute master of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've had this discussion about the coaching tree of yeah he doesn't like giving away secrets <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah he's he doesn't he doesn't train them to like be Willy Wonka out there. yeah that's a good point i never thought about that what belichick is Willy Wonka <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what he should have gone as for randy moss's halloween party though, uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> that would have worked. Yeah, Let's see. So the Raiders got the Colts at Denver. He's got more the physique Seattle. of an Augustus Gloop, though, Belichick. Really <laughs> Wonker, I think. Uh, Augustus. <laughs> Poor guy. He just wanted some chocolate. <laughs> I know. All these poor kids getting slaughtered. It's like a, a grim fairy tale. <laughs> you know, whoever made that movie was just like, just not enough mushrooms in the world for them. I was going to say They're tripping just, balls just, and all the acid. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for like a month straight. And then they come to and they're like, wow, I have a, a great movie here. Yeah, look, look, look at what I did. Good trip, bad trip. It's like, yeah. look, it's the really fun bubbles. Oh my God, there's a fan. We're going to die. We're going to die. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. Come down, come down, come down. <laughs> Love it. What's the shame? What's the vibe uh, with the the Broncos? Do you think? Because the last time we spoke, we were saying just how like high their ceiling was this year, uh, 
and how yeah. low their floor could be. And I feel yeah. like that was one of the things that we kind of partially got right. We were hedging our bets, but we were saying that it could go wrong. And it yeah. looks like it's going really I wrong. love how you've already said it's that terrible. coaching's a problem, so I can't wait to hear what you've got to say. <laughs> well, they, they have a better record than the Raiders. Um, <laughs> but what the problem... Okay, so... The it, the hard thing. So let, let me let me give you the long answer to this. So the Denver market, especially around Shut the Broncos, is used to success. Um, they're very they're, they've been very spoiled fans because of the success that the Broncos have had historically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why there's so much love and intrigue, and also so much disdain these past since Super Bowl Fifty that the Broncos can't even get back to the playoffs because these this fan base is used to being in the playoffs every year, winning Super Bowls, at least being in the AFC championship game, at least being in Super Bowls. And they had not been able to do that. They are the worst team since Super Bowl 50 in the league right now. Um, no, no team has ever been, won a Super Bowl and not and failed to make the playoffs in the last, in the five years to follow. And now they're going on year six. Oh, wow. That's a really good stat, that. What yeah. about Tampa Bay after they won? It feels like they were bad after that. Uh, they made it back to the playoffs a few times. They made it to the playoffs, oh, okay. Because that, right. that, that NFC South was useless outside of the Delon Panthers in 2000. And... That's a crazy, Ooh. yeah, so, crazy fact. Yeah, and <laughs> That's so horrible. And since and since Peyton Manning's left, there's been like nine or ten different starting quarterbacks. And you have to. And this is a franchise that's used to great quarterback play. Mm winning games and so then they so the quarterback's the issue right okay so we get russell wilson our defense is still bananas great um and we have weapons and now we have russell wilson and a new head coach maybe the coach was the issue so everybody's on a high now before the season starts especially in denver because the only thing we needed the only thing that was missing from the teams was a quarterback Mm -hmm. well now we got our quarterback um and so it's not even the fact that they can't, that they're not winning. It's the way it looks as well. Uh, I, I think they've, uh, let me see. I think they've scored, they've scored in how many games they've played one, two, eight They're games. almost as boring to watch as the Steelers, to be honest. Yeah. I think they've played in more games than they have offensive touchdowns. If that's the which case, is, not quite as boring as the Steelers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I told no, Jazz it was up until, up until they played in London because they scored three touchdowns. In, in, uh, okay. That softened it up. But I was I was telling I was telling Jazz that the Steelers have scored ten touchdowns on offense, which is one point two five a game. So slightly better than that. Let me find where do I find this stat? So they scored sixteen points, sixteen points, eleven points, twenty three, nine, sixteen, nine, twenty one. The most they've scored is twenty three points in a loss to the Raiders. So that so so all the hate right now is just disappointment um you know that everybody was like so climatic about what the denver broncos were going to be this year and then they're just nowhere near that and it, it got to the point it got it was really bad a few weeks ago uh after they played after they lost to the raiders or the overtime loss to the colts mm-hmm. the local news station um gets on after the game and starts apologizing they're like, I, I, we're, we know we didn't call this game. Um, the game was syndicated on our network, but we have to apologize to everybody watching for what you just witnessed. Jeez. That was, And they just ripped the entire organization, ripped Russell Wilson, ripped the, court, hey. ripped the, uh, the staff. 
They, they claimed like their retinas were burning while watching the game. It got to the point to where the next day they had to come back on air and apologize for what they said about the Broncos. <laughs> wow. And that's happened twice. That's happened twice this season. So people are fed up. Yeah. People are absolutely fed up out here. That's, um, That's a good over, summary. Over, over the Denver Broncos. <laughs> and now I, I really need to find how many touchdowns they've scored. But let's see. One, two, three. It shouldn't four, be many five, more than 10, six, then. Given those... Six. Six. They've, so I was right. It's, wait, I can't be right, right? Six total touchdowns? Before London. No. Or including London. That's include the team total. Oh, that's receiving. Okay, okay. I was wrong. I was wrong. Eleven. They have eleven. They have eleven as a wow. team. So it's slightly more respectable, but London. not great after yeah. nine weeks. Yeah. In the- yeah. yeah. And like they have eleven, and three of those came in London. Yeah. So there you go. That it's just that's so how much doesn't that provide a wake up call for a franchise? It like obviously perhaps the local media has gone a bit too far with that and everything, but doesn't that provide a wake up call for the the front office at least to yep. make a similar sort of statement to be like, look, we are sorry. We aren't performing well. And instead you just send out this massive goober just, Oh, let's ride Broncos country. Let's ride. Eat a sandwich. I'm dangerous. Let's ride. I mean, it just yeah. becomes beyond the point of maddening to complete actual madness with this guy. Yeah. No, it, it it's comical now. Um, and, and I mean, it got to the point where I started feeling bad for Russell Wilson and, and all the hate that he was getting. But part of it, you know, it, it, he brings it on himself. Now we're hearing more stories about how he really is with his teammates in the yeah. building. And it's not good how he is as a person away from football. And it's not very great. Um, so, it, you know, it just goes I, to I show hate, that, doesn't you know, it? That, that sports, if you're doing well in sports, Everyone looks past every other flaw that you have. Yeah, correct. As soon as you're not doing well, all those flaws come back to the back to the fore, don't they? It's yeah, fast. It, it would have yeah. been, you know, they I mean, would the have guy known. ran for two thousand yards. You know? I was gonna go down the OJ Simpson route, but I didn't. So I thought you would. <laughs> Knew it. Couldn't help you. So, I'm really. sorry. I'm sorry. But that murderer ran for 2,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give, you gotta give. <laughs> anyway, Bill Burr some credit for that one, don't you? <laughs> oh, God. That was great. He had one. And then Dave Chappelle has a good one, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of Dave Chappelle's stand-up, he he told like four stories. That's so many. Yeah, 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 yeah. About meeting OJ. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Elon still hasn't given him a blue check on Twitter either. It's not paid the eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you paid your eight dollars yet, Shane? Or no, no. <laughs> but yeah, you're head you're heading out to California next week, huh? Oh, mate, I've just had some good news come through while we've been oh. chatting as well. Okay, accreditation approved for the Rams. Yeah, there we go. Oh, on Sunday. Sick. Accreditation approved for the Chiefs against the Chargers Sunday Night Football the week after. But the best one, accreditation approved, the Rose Bowl, Saturday the 19th, USC v. UCLA, two top two teams in Los Angeles. man. I cannot wait for that. Are you going to be at that, Shane? I know. Where am I at that week? I think I'm at Cal that week. Yeah. I'm Up with the sure. hippies in Berkeley. In Berkeley, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my people. Um, no, that's good. That, that UCLA-USC game is going to be like – it's going to be like a playoff championship type atmosphere. Yeah. 
because that, that the winner of that game will most likely go to the Pac-12 championship and and play Oregon. Um, that's my prediction. I think UCLA is going to beat USC. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah. I, I think I think they're a better team all around. USC's defense is pretty suspect. Not to uh, UCLA's defense is kind of suspect too, but their their defense is a little bit better than USC's defense. So I think I think UCLA will win that. But that's going to be everybody. We've been talking about that game in the Pac-12 for like at least four weeks, five weeks now. Um, because we weren't sure, you know, it's it's so tough to go all in on UCLA because you do it year in and year out, and then they fall off at some point in the season, and they haven't done that so far, which is really good. Um, nobody was really sure how good USC was going to be in Lincoln Riley's first year, um, and they're they're eight and one. I did not expect them to be a, a one loss team at this point. I thought they'd have two or three losses, to be honest with you, but they found a way to they're finding ways to win ball games. Um, so that game, I'm, I'm excited for you, man. You're going to really get a, a good experience. Down Are you going to get to go on the sideline? Like, sideline pregame we get. So uh, Is yeah. it going to be like the 49ers where you were pregame and then you just stayed and nobody moved you and you got to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be enough people there where you could probably get away with it. I'm really going to try. Like, yeah. when I try, but I'm just going to do what I did last time, which is look like I know what I'm yeah. doing. Do some, yeah. like, and we'll be doing stuff for... You're going to um, have to take uh, adult diapers with you just so you can, like, uh, you can stay there <laughs> for four hours. Grow the toilet. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was okay without adult diapers at the NFC Championship. Game. I need something I need to, like... Well, where are you? Just in know. case. You wouldn't just tell me if you pissed yourself, would you? So... <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that that is I mean it, for you guys at the Pac 12, that's gotta be this has got to be a great year. Considering like fantastic last time we spoke, obviously at the beginning of the season there was all the worries about the Pac 12 and you guys were coming up with ideas and everything. And now Oregon, good season. USC, UCLA for the two big market teams in LA to have big seasons is a yeah. great season for you guys as well. Yeah. And Alabama losing twice, which the whole country is loving. So it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, you guys must be rubbing your hands together thinking we can actually make a big splash now in the playoffs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what we're hoping for, um, you know, is, is to get a team into the playoffs. Uh, we haven't had one in the playoffs for quite some time. So, uh, it's I mean, it's looking good. A lot can still happen. Don't get me wrong. Oregon's last three games are no cakewalk. They have uh, University of Washington, who has the nation's leading passer, uh, Michael Penix. He's thrown for over 300 yards. And he's thrown for over 350 yards in every game except one. Oh, wow. Dude is dude is surgical. He is so accurate. It's it's unbelievable. What year is um, he in his college career? I think he uh well, he was at Indiana University of Indiana right. and then he tra- he transferred to UW this season. Okay. Uh so I, this I think he probably has he could probably play one more or he can choose to Come on, I'm not sure actually. That's a good question. I don't know specifically. Oh, look forward to seeing him in the NFL. Here he is. Yeah, but then Oregon plays Oregon State at the end of the season, and that's their rival, and that's always a good game. And then they play Utah, which is so they don't. There, it's no cakewalk for Oregon to get to the championship game. But they, um, if they do, they're they're the best team in the conference right now. Is there any risk? So. I say risk. Is there any way they might make up to the national? championship yeah yeah well it's gonna be tough because week one they got blown out by georgia like 49 to three right and and there's a lot of reasons why that happened um outside of them just playing bad but um 
at some point that would be a rematch and you know it's tough nationally because not a lot of national fans watch the pac-12 um whether it's usually it's usually because we kick off so late and it's, it's just dumb anyways um so everybody's thought is like yeah oregon's eight and one but remember week one when they got blown out by georgia and all this type of stuff and so we'll we'll see how it all boils down uh but either oregon ucla or usc if either one of those teams is is one loss and the pac-12 champion they will go to the playoffs in my opinion i guess we need tcu not- to lose though yeah, I was going to say the home frogs are still unbeaten on this. Yeah, we yeah we need TCU to lose hopefully this week against Texas, um, and then we'll be because Clemson helped us out. Thank you, thank you Notre Dame. Um, so we're going to be all right. That's good. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I always find it weird how that kind of that one loss can come back and bite you, even though mm-hmm. it's against one of the best teams in the country. People are like, yeah, but yeah. obviously Pac-12 is rubbish because you lost to Georgia. It's like. Obviously. So did everybody else. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia is Georgia is so much better than everybody else too. It's not even close. Just this they year. Are, they are just that much better, huh? Just is it this year they're going to be like that? Or will that continue for a couple? Yeah, they'll definitely. It might. They'll they'll probably win the national championship this year, and then we'll see. Um, we'll see what they look like next year. Okay. But I, I think they'll win it again this year. They're just they're just that much better than everybody. Everybody. That's- has the expansion of the playoffs been confirmed yet? They- yes, uh, yeah. it has been confirmed. It's going to go to eight, eight teams. I don't know when. Um, they're saying like 2024, okay. but I think they should just do it next why year. Wouldn't, if yeah, they why can. wouldn't they just do it straight away? I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's what. Maybe? That's my biggest question. I mean, just turn two of the bowl or three or four of the bowl games that you already yeah. have, just turn those into a playoff. I get yeah. seems, seems simple, but I know that there's a lot of money involved in bowl yeah, games. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of moving parts. You gotta, you know, if you take these bowl games away for this, then you got to add bowl games for these teams. And so you can't afford to sure. the establishment of like a Rose bowl or a cotton bowl and things like that. Yeah. And you need to keep them sweet and then keep the lower guys sweet. So yeah. even if they are the feeder games going into those bowl games, right? Like, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of rich Southern guys that want to make sure they keep their hands <laughs> on their money down there. In uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh yeah. Follow the rich white yeah. guys. That's the answer, isn't it? <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> hey, Dave, what is that? What's in your glass? It's just tonic. I'm afraid I'm not, I'm not drinking alcohol at the moment. Mm. I'm dry. <laughs> that was a, that was a very mm. uh, judgmental. Thing, uh, <laughs> during football season. Yeah. You're stronger than you're stronger than I. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm going to be drinking, uh, probably drinking on Thanksgiving when I go back to see Jazz. Oh yeah, um, we're going to watch the games together, and then yeah, as long as I'm drinking for, I would never dr- do dry January because the playoffs when you get that sweet Saturday game in the UK is like that's like the drunkest I get all year. <laughs> okay, I, see, I like, always I always I go dry January. Oh really? Yeah, January January is my year. I can't do it during season because like sometimes I have a long day or a long weekend, and I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. I I need tequila like bad. <laughs> That's, pro- <laughs> That's problematic. Yeah, yeah. Like Thursdays where it's just I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I typically do January when I'm not traveling so much and I'm just home watching games and stuff. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of tequila, 
obviously when we first had you on, you spoke, you, you espoused the health benefits of tequila and how it was good for recovery <laughs> and yeah. all those things. Yeah, I, m- I might have overemphasized, but well, the, you? A lot the, of the thing with actually. that, right, is that when um, when Bert Kreischer started doing what before he did Sober October, before that, when he was trying to figure out with his whoop band which alcohol made him feel worse, he found that when he had tequila, he slept better, was more rested, and felt better the next day, which was confirmed by the whoop band and every other alcohol made him feel worse yeah. and tequila was better than no alcohol so you might <laughs> See, you might yeah. just well, be i feel something. like bert kreischer needs some alcohol to just kind of yeah i think there's alcohol so... dependency is what he has so it's yeah, slightly yeah, different. Yeah. but yes i thought i yeah, just that, that came to my brain i thought I'd, uh, I'd let you know that you are scientifically proven now shane to be correct. that's why shane's Thank glowing because he drinks tequila yeah. every yeah. night oh is, is that what's in there yeah 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 a little afternoon <laughs> i know. like it um, I think it was uh, I think it was like Johnny Cash or somebody had a quote. Was it Johnny Cash? It was one of those guys that were like fame. Maybe it was uh, Frank Sinatra. I don't know. One of those one of those old timer guys were like, I feel I feel bad for people that don't drink because the best they feel every day is when they wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, this was I mean, Shane, this is the 100th podcast that we've done of this of this podcast today which is why we wanted to get you on because yeah it's the hundredth podcast and dave's drinking tonic water out oh, of a wine yeah. glass don't, don't. i mean Jane, out of a wine glass it's a <laughs> uh, it's like a big gin glass from spain but yeah okay it's, okay uh, uh it's no better regardless it's, it's an alcoholic better, glass it's ups- it's upsetting i don't feel yeah. you know i'm i'm not feeling good about it right now do we have cigar Are you guys maybe a little stogie a little cigar action to I'm celebrate not, 100 not a cigar um, guy well, the, the trouble was, so we were going to do the 100th podcast spectacular where we were going to get ripped drunk and kind of yeah. like do that and whatever. And then we decided, let's do that for Thanksgiving because we always meet up for Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, so and then someone's that. not available now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now I'm working on Thanksgiving, unfortunately, and having to stay in London. So I can't do that. And in about 10 minutes, I have to go off to work tonight to cover football as well. So when it comes to the 100th podcast spectacular, yes. I feel like I've massively effed yeah. up on this royal yeah it's not my fault shane it's, it's ollie's fault it's all well and not ollie. only that i have to leave shane with dave and jazz on his own which is probably why like, I, like, I really don't know where that's it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be his last appearance on the podcast ollie you're gonna get a text in about in about yeah. 20 minutes from shane saying, i'm not back. coming on again shane that's doesn't very really- true there's a lot I've been. There's a lot I've wanted to say, but I couldn't say it because Ollie was here. So no, now, now he's gone. We can get the real stuff out. <laughs> exactly. Does look like a racist with that skinhead, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. What's uh, uh, have you seen the the London games going? What was the uh, the takeoff from your side of the pond yeah. on them? I think it's cool. I mean, I like waking up early on Sunday, and, and football's already on. Yeah. Uh, so that I, th- I think that's pretty sweet. Um, I think the games have been good. You know, Surprising there's a uh, Germany's this week, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think it's been really good. They've been. I think all the games have been entertaining. Um, looks like the it's been complete sellouts. Um, yeah. I think it's been. I think it's been awesome. That new is that is it Tottenham Stadium, the new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that place looks sweet. Yeah, oh, it's it's so that, nice. that is that is that an NFL pure. stadium. Yeah. yeah. It's. It's ridiculous. How much did they, did they renovate Wembley? No, they didn't done anything. No, to okay. It. 
I mean, okay. they renovated it like years and years ago to okay. create the, the well, shopping. They, they, they rebuilt one. it, so that was yeah. that Wembley have now was rebuilt in two thousand and five six, I think it was. Okay, okay. The it old looks one like a bag around. of dicks compared to well, compared Tottenham to the, the old twin yeah. towers. It's also that was um that was what a sixty stadium, maybe a fifty stadium. So it was in yeah. need of an upgrade. But yeah, when you look how at many, the Tottenham one, it's like a whole different ball game. How many fans can they fit in Tottenham? Tottenham's about 61,000, 61,500. Yeah. And Wembley's. Um, Wembley had the highest attendance for an NFL game this year, which was 82,500. So, yeah, yeah, they get a bit more. But also, Wembley is a poorer ground for the sight lines of it because it's really flat and low. So, Uh if you're low down and, you know, 15 rows back, you're miles away on that bottom tier. Whereas Tottenham, it's steeper. Uh, Okay. Top of the action, wherever you are, kind of thing, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's very similar to the Rose Bowl and and the Coliseum where the where the Trojans play. They, they're big stadiums, hundred plus thousand, but they're built they were built a while ago, so they're built out, and mm-hmm. so you're never worried about crowd noise in those stadiums because it, it gets loud, but you can still hear. Yeah, um, because there's just no because roof, the so sound it evaporates up, right? As yeah, well. and there's yeah, there's no yeah, there's no roof on either one of those stadiums. All the stadiums in like in Oregon, well not Oregon, but at Oregon State, UW those have roofs on them and like Oregon state probably packs, they could probably pack like 40, 42,000 somewhere in there, but it sounds like a million yeah. yeah. just because all the noise is just coming right back at you. And that's, that's, that was the hardest place I thought that we ever had to play was uh, at Oregon state. Cause it was just so freaking loud the entire game. There's no NFL stadium really like that. Well, Tottenham is probably one of the closest ones to it for an NFL stadium because they built that stadium to hold in and amplify atmosphere. Yeah, so they've got they've got one stand what behind the field goal post that is a big bank as opposed to tiers. It's just one big long tier, and yeah. the architecture of the ground is because that's where the home supporters are for a Tottenham game. Is that it? Okay. It basically amplifies the noise coming off that bank anyway, oh, and the roof and yeah. the way it's designed holds it in. So if you, when, when Tottenham gets loud, and you noticed it this year, remarkably doing the coverage of Wembley just felt so flat. And it was probably the worst quality game that we saw anyway. Neither Denver or Jacksonville played well, even though it was mm-hmm. an exciting finish. Yeah. But, but it was really flat in terms of atmosphere compared to what Tottenham has just gone leaps and bounds. And it's 20,000 people less. That's quite amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. been, you, Ollie, you've been to the Millennium Stadium in yeah, Cardiff, Cardiff, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a steep stadium. You can walk from the bottom all the way to the top, and there's no brakes in it, and it's so steep. You can sit. You can have the worst, the worst seats in the house, and they feel like they're absolutely fine because yeah. they're so steep. And when they put the roof on that thing, I bet Wales are rocking. It is. Yeah. It's See, legit. That, that would be a fun one to do an NFL game legit. with the roof. They, they definitely that. could. Really they, good one. I, I wonder if they've looked at it. I don't know. I guess it would. Maybe it'd be hard. People would go to Cardiff though. It's not. It's only like it's less than three hours from London and stuff. True, but did you guys in the US could do it. pick Bobby. up on? Did you guys in the US pick up on what Goodell said about the two we teams. could have a division? Oh yeah, in, yes, of course, yeah. In Europe, he where said we, that? yeah, he, he did an interview in like a because he came over for one of the London games. He did a big sit down in front of people. Neil Reynolds asked him about you know, the franchise question, which is really annoying. And rather than being like, oh, well, the franchise is what we'd love to do. It's like, we're looking at it in the NFL now as we could have a European division, four teams yeah. playing each other, and then you make up the rest with teams coming over, et cetera. Yeah. 
Did you guys pick I up think on that? Did they did they mention it at all in the US or um I haven't I haven't really heard out of his mouth, but I've but I've always been of the belief that it wouldn't make sense just to put one team over there. Yeah. This this the logistics alone wouldn't be fair. But mm. if you put a but if you put a division out there, now now that's very plausible that that can happen. Um, I mean, most of the NFL teams are on the East Coast anyways. So that's that's very possible. Um you know, to, to get done. And that makes way more sense than just one or two teams over there. That wouldn't, that would be dumb, but. Yeah. You uh, just get some mad scheduling problems then with yeah. like the soccer teams that have got the stadiums and the uh, football teams and like, yeah. you know, Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur don't play in the Champions League for too long a lot of the time. So there's a good chance they might be in still the Europa year. League. And if they play in the Europa League, they play on a Thursday in midweek in like a continental football competition and then right. their game on the weekend in something. england would have to be on the sunday because you mm. have to have a thursday to sunday uh, gap okay you have nfl on that sunday if tottenham are meant to be at home but then yeah. does that open the door for the nfl to be like we're going to break our sunday rule and we're going to have like the european teams if they need to can play their games on a saturday and now we've got nfl thursday saturday sunday mondays throughout the season right i wonder why they don't use uh chelsea Chelsea Stadium. No, it's nice. So it's small. It's not big enough. Nope. No. 42 okay. is it? Like yeah. yeah. And I went there. I went as well, stadium. there's no space around it and nothing built for it, so it'd be really difficult to get everything in to make it into an NFL. Oh, they could use. Okay. They could use Arsenal, I guess. Sixties. Like, Emirates could work. Yeah. If you if you notice at Wembley, Shane, they down the sidelines, they block off the first eight yeah. rows of seats. Yeah. It's not high enough to see over all the gear. So uh, if you're okay. already at like a what Chelsea's like 40, 45, 50,000. Right. If you're at 50,000, you're blocking off a huge strip of seats down the sideline already. You're then like, even more. It becomes like a, it's like playing in StubHub, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, but like embarrassing. Bring it to Cardiff. Sure. Get Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds <laughs> to, to start an NFL <laughs> franchise in Cardiff. Well, then they're definitely Dude, making some the money. Cardiff Dragons. They? Rather than losing huh? it all to Wrexham. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Double down on Wales. <laughs> it's another thing. If they do do the division, do they just create a whole new division? Do they ask like pick one division like to go over there? You know, like that's that's gonna be that's That'd be tough. Though, I mean, yeah. Oh, who are you gonna convince? What division? What division are you gonna convince to to go over there? People will be absolutely livid. And no, you yeah, have yeah. to create. You'd have to create four new teams. You, you'd have to. Yeah. yeah. But, but how would that? That, that would you... mess with the NFL so much to have four new teams in. Well, and a conference with five Five-six divisions. Six teams. Well, and then uh... suddenly playoff spots are even harder, or then you have yeah. to shuffle and change the number of teams in divisions. Like, you know, it wasn't too long ago. It was three divisions with like central, East northern, and, and southern, or whatever. Yeah. How yeah, would you so... do it as well? You would like, if you were playing out, you know, out of your division, and then like if you, you were playing you almost... LA from London, like that is yeah. a long way. What's the you would almost need that? like, like nine you would almost need like eight teams, like two more divisions. Yeah, so one for each conference. If you're gonna create one division, <laughs> you can't. You gotta. Uh, so we'll have like two teams like in London. NFL we'll have one in really Cardiff. Teams. We'll have one in Scotland. We'll have what two in Germany, <laughs> one in France, and then maybe one an Italian, the country, Italian team, Spanish team, Italian teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. Bring them all. Then. Hey, Barcelona's yeah. pretty nice this time of year. <laughs> And then you water down the the 
player pool, which means there's a less overall talent. Yeah. So then it gets worse. It goes full. It MLS, would, it would, it would get a lot team. worse. Yeah. They might, yeah. I yeah, mean, you look, think we can't find 32 good quarterbacks to start? I was to say the, the same the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad the teams would be like when the Texans were formed and stuff? It'd be so much worse than that. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see uh, Gareth Bale with the uh, with the header in uh, in uh, extra was, time in the MLS was, Cup? That was sad for the Philadelphia Union. That they should have won that game. I know. I know. I know. That was a good game, though. Don't it was bring a game. up bad things in sport and Philly jazz. Come on, be nice. Be nice. <laughs> Don't jinx it. I mean, yeah. Did you watch? Wasn't... Did you watch any of the World Series? Do you guys watch the World Series out there? Do you guys care uh, about baseball not, in London? Not no, so much. I, hate it. Yeah. I catch I a bit so. when I get home from work, and if it's really late night, yeah. and I'm trying to. We don't. Yeah, we don't even really care about it in America until it's like playoffs, anyways. So. Well, the trouble it's with like that, though, you have forty yeah. games or something. It's same with basketball, though, isn't it? Jesus the number Christ. of games they play in the regular season, it's like well, there's no point in playing all these games. Just distill it down, yeah. like the NFL does, and have yeah. a really good playoff system. Exactly. Yeah, the NBA plays eighty-two. Um, in total, forty-one and forty-one, and then the and a, the MLB plays one hundred and sixty-one or one hundred and sixty-two, something like that. It's like just, four games which a is week. Ridiculous. Jeez. I feel like yeah. it's enough just keeping up with the NFL. Uh, it is. It is. It's plenty, especially uh-huh. now. It feels uh-huh. like the NFL is like a soap opera. All these freaking storylines every week <laughs> that come out. It's just wild. Storylines of this week: Frank Reich being sacked. Oh now, yeah, not geez. unsurprising given that um, he was not doing so well. Yeah, but it I did thought feel it was like surprising, his, but yeah, I felt that kind of roll the dice to bring Sam Erlinger and name him a starting QB was like his last chance to do something, and it just didn't really pay off. Yeah, nah, uh, no, I, that's it's unfortunate because I thought they were going to be a really good team this year. But yeah, yeah I was too. hoping they would be. I just yeah. feel so bad for Matt Ryan. Like as a Falcons fan, it just breaks my heart that he this is how his career is ending. Kicked out of uh-huh. every fucking week. Oh, he? he got the shit beaten out of in in the Georgia fuck? as well. Yeah. Like what the? Fuck? <laughs> oh, poor guy, man. He's getting broken. Getting absolutely. Glad broken. to point out we're listening to another episode of the Shane Vereen was wrong again podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're all Man, it's gonna, I swear we're all we should even be talking about it. The Saints are going to go on a run. They're going to go on a run and we're going to look so dumb. Yeah, we'll be the one doing press, 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 press the end. End. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. But the Colts, the Colts have just missed that window, haven't they? They were two years yeah. too late with the changes. Yeah. They needed Ryan yeah. last year or even when Rivers came in kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, every team. Have we talked about that, the window? Like each team gets like a three to four year window. Yeah. Typically yeah. as like but, a cycle. But sometimes you don't know even know when you're in a window as well right like yeah you're not yeah. sure and everyone's like oh if you put a couple of pieces together the window could be open it's like no now it's open yeah <laughs> put them together now and go out and have somebody making some bold moves at trade deadline for instance yeah otherwise it like shuts a, really like quickly on you again. need i think has been very shrewd in some of his acquisitions in that sense and bringing people in at the right time like von miller mm. last year to the rams you think to, that, to keep the window that's open, crazy like, yeah. and then you think oh no they've won it because he's helping with the pass rush so okay that makes yeah. sense yeah, mm. they still mm. don't have any draft picks. Nope. The Niners, the Niners almost screwed that up um, with the draft picks and stuff like that with, with with the trade for Christian McCaffrey. I thought they gave away way too much, but they got it. They got it back when they traded uh, not Elijah Mitchell. Who's the guy they just traded? Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So they, they got two picks back for that. And, uh, you know, picks are, are becoming more and more valuable, in my opinion, than they ever have been. Okay. Why is that? Uh, I I think I think it's I think it's twofold um, because there's so much turnover in coaching, right? Um, 
it used to be you give a coach like three, four seasons to like get it right. Now it's like you, you got a year and a half. And if it doesn't look good, you're out of here. So it helps coaches, you know, if you have draft picks and you're a new coach, you can select guys that, that fit your schemes. Yeah. Young guys. And if they turn out now, you look, you look great. Um, also, I, I think um, there's a few things, but also I think the players coming out of college now are more prepared and they're just, it's just better. It's just the evolution of the game of football. Mm-hmm. The kids coming from high school to college are better than I was when I was going from high school to college and kids coming from college to the pros are ready to play now. Um, you know, that's just a testament to the coaching. It's a testament to just the game progressing um, as quickly and um, as quickly as it has. Do so that strength and conditioning and like sports nutrition and stuff like that. As all well. that like well, how, yeah that's like that's physically a big, they just yes. they are like because, 19 yeah. and they look like they're 25 exactly the yeah that i think that's where the biggest um <clears throat> the i think that's where the biggest increase was was once we started learning more about you know how to work out um what to put in your bodies what not to put in your bodies what's good for you recovery is so much faster now mm-hmm. um that's the, i mean that's the biggest thing especially when when guys get popped for like um, like, uh, uh, why can't PDs. I think of the term? Um, when they, when they get popped for like dr- using the drugs and PDs. stuff, huh? yeah, the PDs, there it is. Yeah. yeah. A, a lot of those PDs aren't necessarily to make them bigger. It's to recover faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can work out harder each and every day. That's, that's, that's what the PD train is right now. It's not about getting big. You don't really need to get big anymore. As long as you can work out at full strength each and every day and your body can recover that's where the advantage lies so it's it's interesting where, where sports is going um especially football i mean but yeah draft picks I, draft picks right now I, I think are as valuable as they've ever been and you know and you're, you're seeing teams use draft picks to get vets you're seeing teams use draft picks that turn in that turn into pro bowlers i mean i, I literally believe that the houston texans with their draft picks because they have a lot I think they have two in the first, two in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth coming into this, coming into this year's draft. Like that's, that's eight guys yeah. that are anybody picked in the first four rounds are legit. So that's eight legit players, young players, yeah. uh, you know, so it's, they're just becoming more and they're cheaper. <laughs> they Cheapness are. is a thing, isn't it really? It comes down yeah. to cost. Yeah. When you cut, when it, when it boils down to the business side, which that's what football is, um, they're a lot cheaper than than a vet. A college player's getting better, not just because of the colleges, and obviously the college football keeps making money. It always will keep on making money, much like the NFL probably will. But does perhaps some of the player licensing and the ability for the players to make money add that as well? Because they're kind of taking a job attitude more in college to yeah. playing football. So there's even more focus from them, perhaps, rather than it being a you know, oh, well, I kind of, kind of protect myself a little bit more. And so they come out ready and more trained for the NFL because they've been putting a bit more effort in because they know it pays off financially at college as well as at the next level. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. <clears throat> I mean, I could be way off, obviously. No, no, I, I don't think it's way off at all. Um, I think there is something to be said about that. You know, if I'm good now in college, I'm, I'll get paid. I'll, I'll get those NIL deals and, and, you know, my name will be more recognized nationally. 
Um, I mean, there's guys getting recruited off of how many followers they have on Twitter. That's guys, kids in high school are getting scholarships based off of how many followers they have. That's where we're at right now in college football. It's disgusting. Don't get me started. I will rant for hours (laughs) and it won't be good. I'm pissed about that part. But as far, but I do believe players should get paid, all that stuff. Um, but I think you there is something to be said. 137,000 followers, and you could have used that in college to maybe, you know, go go a bit further. I could have made so, I could have made so much fucking money in college. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so, I'm so, it's so sad. But I'm glad they finally got it right, and I'm fine. I'm not, you know, sour about it or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <it> sounds <laughs> a little salty. A little salty, but not sour. I mean, the trophy <laughs> to your left-hand side probably says, I did okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Did all yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off there. But... It must have been must be hard for the the college players who just missed out on the money, though. Yeah, I guess you were at least like ten it's, years behind or whatever from yeah. from being able to cash in on that. But like it's these tougher guys, for, especially for the guys that didn't make it in the league. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. If you get in the league, fine. Yeah. You're getting paid, even mm-hmm. if you're getting the minimums enough to set you up for a few years. But yeah, and that was my biggest argument as to why players in college should be getting paid is not for the guys that make it to the, to the next level. They'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, it's the guys that don't make it to the next level. And now, you know, they got to go get a real job with no financial backing, even though they just gave four or five years of their life to this university. University made millions off of them. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. you're back at home living with mom, trying to figure it out with no money to your name. Yeah. And your body's probably... Your body shot. Damaged. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know what I mean? And you're just like a regular civilian when all you've known your entire life has been football, like that transition, no matter when you stop playing, if you play at the college level and then you can't play anymore, or you play in the NFL for seven years, like me, like it, it takes time. It took me a year to really like find a stride in, in another career path. Um, and I can only imagine how tough it is for guys that don't have the luxury of taking a year to find that career path. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, financially so that's that was my biggest thing and why i'm not sour about it is because the guys that have a name recognition at that university they're the reason why the university is making millions of dollars on prime time but they're just not good enough to play at the next level they should have some type of financial backing to get their life started after what they gave to that university which is fair really isn't it Yeah, yeah i think so Going, going back to what you're saying about the players be more prepared. I was listening to um, mm-hmm. a rugby podcast the other day. They were talk, chatting to Jamie Gillen of the Giants and F.A. Abada. And Jamie was explaining that when they were in college, I'm sure it's the same for when you were in college too, that college training was horrific and your days were the, the longest days ever. But then once you get, then when you get to the NFL, you kind of have all your S&C and all your prepare, like you said, body preparedness of being the right size height weight and all that mm-hmm. gets dialed in in college so when you get to the pros you're just maintaining things rather than continually yeah. improving because you haven't got time to do so because your body's so beat up all the time yeah yeah no and, and i mean more than anything it, you get to the league like it's it's funny because like in pop warner high school um even in college they're like bigger faster stronger bigger faster stronger bigger faster stronger and then you get to the league and they're like we need you to lose 15 20 pounds because it's not about size anymore. When you get to the NFL, it's all speed. Yeah. It's that's, that's, that's the one thing that you can't coach. That's the one thing that you must have. If you want to play, um, you know, at the, at the NFL level, Um, I wasn't even that big. I think I came in at, 
at the combine, I was like 212, 210, 212. By the time I uh, got to the Patriots, I was around 215. And they wanted me back in my college size, which was 200, 203. Okay. So I had to lose 15 pounds uh, my first year with the Patriots because um, they wanted me small. They wanted me. It was. <laughs> it was. Especially because I have terrible eating habits. But um, no, it was. Uh, especially when you don't have that much like body fat to lose in the first place. Um, but yeah, no, when you get to when you, when you get to like a professional level, um, the workouts in college are tough, way tougher. Um, and I'm not talking about practice. Practice is tougher, but more or less you run a lot more. Yeah, the conditioning is up. Um, the weightlifting is a lot more uh, involved, um, you know, in the NFL. Once you, once you become a vet and they trust you, you can like, yes, you have to work out two, three times a week, but like you, you can kind of get an understanding with your, with the, with the strength and conditioning coach as to like, Hey, look, this is, this is hurt right now. So I'm just going to do upper body this week. We'll, we'll get to lower body when my legs start feeling better, when my knees or my ankles are, are healed up because so much of the NFL is just playing in every game. Being available is the, being available is the toughest thing in the NFL. It's tougher than winning games. Can you be healthy for 17 weeks? And not many players can. I only did it. I only did it twice in seven years. Yeah, it's what um, made the uh, Brett Favre Ironman streak so yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, um, it, that that's that's the most important thing. If I mean, you could be the best player in the world, but if you're nicked up and dinged up every other week and you can't go, what what you're not you're no good to us. So that's why I think the training kind of comes down and, but it's telling also who does and who doesn't, who is a good professional, who's not a good professional. That's why you'll see guys that are very good. And then they kind of tail off. Um, One could be age, one could be injuries, but a lot of it is, you know, you're not able to work out the way you used to be able to. Mm. Um, Well, it could be age. It could be, you're just banged up. It could be off season surgeries. I mean, seven years, I had a surgery after the season, four of them, four of those seven years. And that's not including college. I had two of those in college as well. And that, that kills your training because you can only do so much because more than anything, instead of getting, <clears throat> instead of being able to bench press 350, I got to make sure that I can like run four four. I got to make sure that I can like participate in OTAs, participate um, in camp and in, and in games. So is it more important for me to get big and strong or is it more important for me to be healthy and allow these injuries to heal? And so, you know, um, so as you, as you age and as you start to learn more about the game, your, your training regimen changes. What I worked out like after year one was completely different. How I worked out after year six, completely different because I knew what I needed at that, at that point in order to be my best, my best self. And unfortunately it, you know, you're losing some, um, because you're not able to work out like you used to. And you're, so you don't, you're not as fast as you want to be. You might not be as strong as you want to be, but you're healthy Mm -hmm. and your mental and your mind is, is healthy. And you know, the game so well now, because I was in year four, five, six, I know what I need to do. I know what the defense is doing so I could be there before they get there. So you don't really need strength for that. So it's, it's a, it's like a constant, you know, 
trying to weigh out the options um, and just trying to be available in a sense. Hope that made sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gents, I'm going to go to work. So shame. Yeah, I know. Hundredth episode. What the hell? I will. Uh, I will love you and leave you guys. But um, I look forward to listening to the rest of this. And uh, yeah, always good to catch up, Shane. I hopefully see you in Arizona, and uh, I'll catch you boys, David Jazz, later on. Right. See you, Ollie. Appreciate it, Ollie. Take care, man. Have fun. At, have fun in uh, in LA. I will. Don't worry. <laughs> you'll, you'll be getting tagged in a few posts, I'm sure. Yeah. Man. Well, get... yeah. Let Let me know if you need anything while you're out there. Always in need of that anything, man. We'll text. Just text me. Text me. Text me when you get there. Will do. Will do. All right, okay. Take care. Yeah, plane's a pretty bleak picture, doesn't it, of the NFL and and professional sports? That really your your whole goal every week is just to be injury free. That's a yeah. It's yeah. It's it's the it's the toughest thing, but like at the same time, you know, you just at some point you just have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, what do I need? It's like seriously. So for me, it was I need to keep my speed up. So every off season, twice a week, I would work with my track coach, and I and I would skip lifting because from the way I play, um, for what they're asking me to do, it's more important for me to be fast, and it's more important for me to be able to cut and move like the way I need to, as opposed to me being stronger. But for so a power it, back or a full back, they need correct. to keep that weight up. And Yes, exactly. Exactly. I never needed, I, yeah, I never needed to keep my weight up as long as I was faster than the person that was trying to tackle me, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, it's interesting hearing you say about the kind of adapting as well. You're kind of using your mind more as you get more into the league. Mm-hmm. And being able to kind of outsmart defenses as an offensive player or, you know, offenses as a defensive player. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that kind of explains, like, sometimes with players, if if the physical stuff's kind of dropping down, because that always does when you get older, but you can't make up for it with a knowledge of the game, because some people just don't. Sometimes they, you're they're the... athletes. They're just athletes. Yeah. And they're, they're like phenoms, and they don't have necessarily, like, I don't know the ability to be able to see the game in that kind of way. Yeah. They just, some of those guys just fall off. They can't and, and, make up for it. Yeah. And, and it also depends a lot on what position you play. Yeah. There's a reason why quarterbacks can play as long as Tom Brady has and Drew Brees and all the, all the greats. There's a reason why they can play longer um, because so much of what they do is not physical. It's mental. Yeah. Um, you know, there's running back is the complete opposite. You know, we have there are a lot of mental things that we have to have in order to have a successful career. But at the end of the day, when we give you the football, what are you going to do with it? Right. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get hit and you're going to get hit again and then you're going to get hit hard. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, receivers can play a little bit longer um, in the trenches. It, it's it's hit or miss. Some guys have long careers. Some guys don't. Um, linebackers are in my opinion, very similar to running backs in that we have a shelf life. Um, Mm -hmm. DBs can play for a while. Um, So it's just a lot of it is what position you play. A lot of it is what's your role in that position. Like I was a running back, but I was more like a a, a specific style, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so that, that kind of saved, that kind of probably got me another two years just because of the hits that I wasn't taking. Yeah. You could see that with like Richard Sherman, the way that he evolved as a mm-hmm. DB, because 
he wasn't, you know, he wasn't as fast. He wasn't as strong when he was like at the 49ers and stuff. Yeah. But he made up for it because he just knew where they were going to be at the yeah. right time. And he could still make that play. Absolutely. And yeah. There's loads of guys. Well, I don't know. There's loads of examples of that, but actually there aren't loads of guys like that. Cause no. most guys can't, you see like, and looking at somebody who's just a specimen, like Jadavian Clowney, someone like him. Right. Like he's just, if, if he's young and healthy, it doesn't really matter like who's in front of him. He can exactly. just kind of blow past them. But as he yeah. gets older, like he hasn't been a force because what else yeah. you got, you know? Mm-hmm. Although did he exactly. ever really live up to his billing? I mean, I think Jadavian Clowney's last year, the first last couple year of years, I'd well. say. He did, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's many years where he didn't and years where he had JJ yeah. Watt and Whitney Merciless on the side of a line to him where he just didn't capitalize Correct. on it. That sort of yeah. thing where you should he should have been having one on ones every game and That's should have true. been routinely been beating them to the point where they had to start deciding well, do we double JJ or do we double Jadavian? Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what, you double JJ. Oh, yeah, completely. If if Jadavian Clowney got to the point where he was like, what, 2.0 ball on the outside, well, then you'd have to think about what you're doing. They never forced the defenses to do that. And he never really had the sack total that a player with his physical traits and gifts should have had. Yeah, because what you'll well, yeah what you'll do is you know if he's not that dominant you're you're just gonna use a running back or a tight end just to chip their way out yeah and you know chip Clowney and that's pretty much gonna be the end of it and just pass them off to the tackle yeah um, but with JJ you gotta have six hundred pounds on him yeah. almost every play yeah. you know just like, Aaron like otherwise right now. yeah otherwise mm-hmm. he's just gonna ruin the entire game and that's not fun no Speaking that's just of, uh... that's like, like I mean Aaron Donald let me think. Aaron Donald. Okay, when I was with the Giants, we played in London at, yeah, at the at uh Tottenham. Uh, it must have been the old Tottenham Stadium, but uh, we played the Rams, and Aaron Donald single handedly almost ruined the entire game. Yeah. We just we had we had no, no answer. answer up front, and like inside, it's tough to get extra help. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like, cause typically if there's an outside rusher, you'll line a, ta- a tight end or you'll use the running back to like chip. Yeah. Um, you know, when it's an inside player, a D tackle, it's very tough if you're not using the center and guard or guard tackle. Well, actually it has to be center and guard. Yeah. Um, it, it's extremely tough to get help there because a lot of my time, a lot of times for a running back, we release an outside. So now, the game plan is we're going to release more inside so I can release through the gap where Aaron Donald is and I can chip him back or I can chip him to, to the help. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Well, what if now Aaron Donald switches to the two tech on the other side of the ball and I have to release on the right side of the ball and Aaron Donald's on the left side of the ball. How do I help? How do I help now? Yeah. Uh, well, either you don't run your route. So now there is, so now the quarterback doesn't have anybody to check the ball down to, so I don't run my route and I help. So he has time, but he has nowhere to go with the ball or I get out into the route. So he has somebody to check down to, but now he's got to get rid of it. Yeah. Typically he'll have to get rid of it before I'm even have my you head sound, turned around to like get the any, ball. You sound like any <laughs> offensive coordinator planning yeah. for, for a Rams game over the last like five yeah. years or so. It's like, where's Aaron? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which side is he going to be on? Yeah. I, I mean, because the, the, they're game wreckers. They're complete game records. You, we should. I, I, I'll look up the stat, but um, actually, I'm not going to look it up because that would take too long. But you should see, like, one sack, the drive, the amount of drives that end in any kind of points after one, just one sack, 
it's like it's it's like less than 20 percent oh wow i never knew that across the board i want to it used to be around it used to be like less it was like 18 and a half percent now if and then you know obviously drives with no sacks granted they don't all end at points but is that just much because, more is likely. that because the, the quarterback's shaken up or is it like the offensive line is kind of down energy a after play, a sack or? it's a negative play yeah it, it, it that that stat also combined is a good oh, okay. one because of the yardage then. so you, yeah, you lose the yardage. three four yards yeah, yeah second second, sec- and, second and six goes to now third and 14 yeah yeah you know um same with holding pen- like holding penalties False starts aren't as bad because it's only five yards, and it's weird that like just five yards makes that much of a difference. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Really, it really, it really does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it really matters. Um, so yeah, it's they're just they're just game killers, drive killers. Man, you know, is there anything better than a good sack? Like at a really pivotal time in a game, good it, pick it, six. I know, pick but six. just there's oh, there's something about when you get a sack. Sub, just, there, there's the, something the, the yeah. energy that it brings yeah. when you can yeah. get like. Like you're saying, if you can go, if you can knock a, a team back four or five yards, especially with some of these scrambling quarterbacks, because they could yeah. end up losing 10 yards. Yep. Like yeah. Lamar, if you can manage to get a Lamar Jackson down, he might be like, it might be second and 22 or something because he's dancing yeah. around back there. Yeah. Like, yeah, rough. Just like, yeah. And it, like, I, I think the best sacks are like, when a team it's in the fourth quarter and a team is like down four and they need to score a touchdown and they're yeah. driving in like a two minute drill. And then Von Miller just bulldozes the tackle gets the sack and that's yeah. game. It's ball game. Yeah. Like it's, it's great. I was with, uh, I was with Justin Tuck. Um, I covered a game. I was like a special co- co-host. Uh, uh, Cal was playing at Notre Dame. And mm-hmm. so I was working with NBC. I was representing Cal and Justin Tuck was representing um notre dame and me and him were just talking throughout the game and and like i've never met him that's the first time meeting him and he i i've incredible human being incredible but he was saying that he doesn't understand why teams don't build from from the from the line of scrimmage out because he was like when i was with the giants we were the pulse, the defensive line. The defensive line was him, Strahan, JPP. Humanura. Um, exactly. He goes, it, it was like Eli and them were fine. The offense was fine, but we set the tone. Yeah. We were the ones that got the momentum going. The game started and ended with us up front. And I was like, you know, I never really thought about it like that. But name, there's really not another position group on the field outside of the quarterback position that can have that much control of a game. Yeah. Agreed. The defensive line can literally control a football mm-hmm. game. Yep. Mm. You know, and, and I never, I was like, you know what? That's a really good, that's a really good point. I guess I know, ne- I guess I never really thought about it, but I guess I, under- I understand why they get paid so much. Um, but that, yeah. So that was their, that was their MO. And there's a couple D lines that are like that. Like, no, 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 no. Like the offense is fine. I don't care what the offense does. We'll win the game. We're, well, we're look at the Giants. The look yeah. at the Giants this year. Yeah. Look at the Niners. The Niners, yeah, yeah. yeah. Niners defense yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And it just makes everything else flow and the it takes the pressure off the linebackers. It like yeah. the secondary doesn't have to be amazing and shut no. down. No, you don't yeah. have to, like uh, one of the scariest things for a DB is a double move, like a slant go, a stop and go, yeah. um, a post corner, corner post. Um, if you have a defensive line that can get to the quarterback, you don't have to worry about those. Yeah. You just, mm. you can break on every route. 
because you know the quarterback's not going to have time to wait and get the ball out on a deep pass on a double move. Like defense, like that is it's 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 strong. I mean, you saw that it's throughout strong. the uh, the Bucks playoff run. They were sending four people and dropping seven. Seven against That's against the against, terrible uh, use of maths there, wasn't it? That was just, yeah. <laughs> to be longer to get to labor than it yeah. should go there. Yeah. But the same oh, you with mean, that. Like, like, yeah, in the Super Bowl against yeah. Patrick Mahomes. They're, yeah. they were sending four every time. I mean, that, that Giants team, again, looking at those two years they won the Super Bowl, they were getting horrific pressure up front with just four rushes. Yep. They weren't yep. sending linebackers. Their linebacking called both those years. I think uh, Chase Blackburn was their starting MLB. He's not exactly yeah. a household name. So, yeah, you're completely right. I hadn't thought of it yeah. as much. Well, the, the Broncos well. haven't had to blitz much this year, really. Cause the Broncos defense. They can get it done. For as much as the Broncos defense is on the field because the offense is three and oh, out, I feel three so and out, sorry turn, for them. The, the fact that they are the second ranked defense in the yeah. league is just if they had any type of help offensively, they would be uh, it would be ridiculous. But yeah. imagine how bad the Broncos would be if they didn't have the second best defense oh. in the league right now. Yeah. What was yeah. the thoughts you know of I mean? Bradley Chubb being traded away as well? I think it's fine. He's it's more he's he's missed more games than he's played in. Oh, okay. I think that was the big thing. And he was coming up on it. So they would have had to pay him or, or send him away as a free agent. And, you know, if there's anything I've learned from Bill Belichick is we're going to trade you so we can get something for you before we just let you go anyways. Yeah. And yeah. I, that, Plus that's, that's what pay it was. That Russell Wilson contract for the next. Jeez <laughs> <laughs> Louise. 245 to be in a subway commercial about a dang, danger, witch. speaking of danger, which Shane, did you see what was in that? Huh? Did you see what was in the uh, the Danger Witch? No, no, I did not. Would What's you like me to read it out to you? Of course, Jazz knows. Are that. there are there some L's and some uh, some turnovers? <laughs> well, some stop, are there are there some stop drives and three outs in there? Ingredients. Here you go. Here's what you had in it. It had a sprinkle of disappointment. So first I know of it's all, not in there. There's no touchdowns in this. There's no touchdowns witch. there. True, but they they, <laughs> they at least chose the correct bread of Italian herbs and cheese from Subway. Okay. Then they had uh, pepperoni, salami, back black forest ham. Bacon, provolone cheese, also topped with lettuce, green peppers, tomatoes, banana peppers, and finished with yellow mustard and mayo. Now, I want to know which part of that sandwich ever qualifies it as dangerous. That is one of the most <laughs> vanilla, boring sandwiches What's a banana I've banana pepper? Life. Is that spicy? It's, kind got, of, a, it's got a kick. Slightly. So, you know the you yeah. know Papa John's little kind of small like chili peppers out on the yeah. side of the boxes for a long time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. Oh, that's nice. longer. Yeah, they are nice, but yeah. they're not very spicy. They're not very dangerous. No. As dangerous <laughs> as his Broncos offense. Dangerous. Yeah, they're exactly. They're about as spicy as the offense is. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. That. Speaking of uh, yeah, draft yeah, picks, though, the trade the Dolphins did with the 49ers to drop down a couple of picks so the 49ers get Trey Lance. They've turned those yeah. picks into Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. Yeah. That's... It's. It's just the, it's great for one of the office. best moves in in GM history, that I think. Yeah, no, like you you have to applaud those moves, and you should highlight those moves because I don't think a lot of people pay attention to all of that stuff. You know, they see on draft day, oh, they traded this. Oh, was that? What does that mean? I mean, you never really see it. Yeah. You never really pay attention long enough to see it come to fruition. Um, so it's good that I saw that the other day, but I, yeah. that's good that they're making note of it because that's big time. That's huge. I, I mean, that's huge. That could be that's a difference in your season. Yep. How are they going to pay all of them? Another question mark altogether. But yeah, you know, well, I then... swear as like as a a fan of the NFL, like I've watched it for a long time, but I really started being 
like a big fan like 20 want to say 14 15 mm-hmm. and um like really getting into it and then started doing the podcast a couple of years ago and stuff and that is the stuff that i feel like <laughs> like when i first started watching nfl the idea of talking about like gms as if they're like heroes Important. and villains yeah. about talking about team building about draft picks seemed crazy i was just like what's going on on the field like that is yeah. boring nerd stuff yeah. and now that i'm into it i swear i find that stuff as interesting as like mm-hmm. A touchdown, an interception, a sack, like, yeah. oh, man. I don't know if that's just me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel so nerdy about it. It's yeah. like, no, can... you have to, but you have to understand in order to even know yeah. to look for those types of things, yeah. you know? Well, I didn't even know time. how the draft works properly. <laughs> So like, you know, when you kind of, you need to like even understand the basics of that. When people start talking about like, you know, two seconds and a third as if it's just, like given that you know what that means and you're like what the hell are you talking about yeah yeah but yeah when you or, just, or games, i guess it's even also being able to quit equate like a value to a third round pick yeah like yeah. that is a major pick and people are always so hyped up on the first round picks but the third and fourth round have really really good players and a lot of times those players in those later rounds so like four or five six seven that's the bulk of your roster yeah mm-hmm. you don't realize that but those are the guys that are actually playing more snaps than the vets if you include special teams especially yeah if good. you're a four five six seven round pick you're playing special teams probably all four of them um all four of the major ones and that makes up like legitimately 40 to depending on the team 40 anywhere from 40 to like 55 percent of the roster is draft picks in four, five, and six, seven, yeah. those rounds. So to trade away, you know, a, a third or fourth round pick, that's that's big time. You're trading away a legitimate roster spot, in a sense. So you know, a guy that's going to contribute. So me and we're Dave, seeing we're more trades than ever now. This is like the busiest end of an off season. We had loads of wild trades, and then yeah. the off season the full off season in the summer, like there was so many trades going on, massive ones. Like, I don't know. They're yeah. They're just going now. It goes back to what you were saying about GMs and coaches need to get it done now. And they're like going all in every year, basically every year, every year, everybody's all in, you know, which is a shame also because they're kind of not like, I don't know. It is very mercenary. Like you're not seeing teams stay together as much as, Mm-hmm. They never will, because as soon as you have success, you want to get paid, which I understand, yeah. as you should do. That's why Super Bowl well, winning teams yeah. always get blown up, because there's always one or two guys who are at the end of a contract who now deserve mm-hmm. a payday. Well, that, yeah, because the contracts are the way they are, it, it's kind of forcing their hand as a player. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in football, it's not for NFL stands for not for long. So if you have the opportunity to get a second contract, you are going to cash in on that second contract oh, because sure. – a, it's not guaranteed, and B, you don't know how much longer you're going to be able to play. Yeah, like that's you're, you're everybody is literally every person is one play away from their career ending, and because of the way the contracts are set up in the NFL, I understand it makes it it makes it um, even across the board. You can't buy a Super Bowl team um, like you can in baseball and in basketball, yeah. um, even in soccer. Um, 100% in soccer. 
Yeah. There's no right. salary cap. You, you, so yeah, most money, exactly. best players. See you later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so because so because of the way the contracts are set up, it, it's the bad thing about it is that once you if you have the chance to get that second deal, you have to take it because you might you're not there you're not guaranteed you're not guaranteed a second deal and a third deal is like it's tough it's depending on your position a third a third contract is extremely tough to get uh, well that's a if you're getting a third contract that's kind of putting you at like yeah the eight to ten years right right and that's yep. longer than the average so yeah 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 sorry jazz go on with the idea of money and salary cap do you think that lifting the salary cap and having it so owners could spend however much they wanted to would have a negative or a positive effect on the league? Negative. Because you'd lose the parity. Yeah. Okay. The, the one thing that makes the NFL so competitive year in and year out is the fact that they have a strict salary cap. Right. <clears throat> if, um, you know, and, and that's why in other sports, it's not as competitive year in and year out. Because you know who you know, like you're in basketball, exactly. You know who's going to be in the running just because of who they bought. You know, yeah. um, in football, you don't have that luxury, and and so you know, and so because of that, you have a more competitive league year in year. That's why they say every year. That's why I, I think the NFL is so competitive is because you can make an argument that every year all 32 teams have the same opportunity to win a Super Bowl. That's you cannot fair. say that in any other, in any other, in any other sport. Well, um, you can definitely say like, we were kind of laughing at the Texans being good in three years when you said that at the beginning of the podcast, but yeah. that is legitimately can happen. They could, they could be the best team in the AFC in three years. We don't know. Right. Like it happened to the know. bills. Yeah, They went from being the, the worst to the best. No playoffs like, to all the playoffs. Yeah. And that is exciting, especially for you know a team like the Falcons that's never won a Super Bowl. Like, it can yeah. happen, right? It can happen. It, can it, can, happen. it probably won't this year, but it, it can, can happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> One day, it probably it probably won't this year, but yeah. It. I mean, you have the you have the same opportunity as every other team in the league every yeah. single year. Um, that's very true. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't even know who's the who's the richest owner in the NFL. Is it not Jerry? Jerry must be the richest one. He oh, has he Jerry, no. Right. He has he has the most valuable franchise, but that doesn't necessarily make him the richest owner. I, Croft, maybe he's up there, but I don't know who it is now. Well, the group that just bought the Denver Broncos, I think, are David Tepper is the richest oh. owner. He's is he a finance guy or like? investment what, what team does he own he? he's the panthers, the panthers. 16.7 okay. billion he's the 103rd richest person in the world 16.7 did you say yeah and then you got stan Kroenke with the rams jerry jones yeah Kroenke. yeah they got Kraft, stephen ross shard khan arthur blank is seventh dave so if yes. you that salary cap you might have some extra wins up your sleeve biscotti the ravens pagula at the bills mcnair at the texans snyder and york the commanders and 49ers gail benson at the saints has them at the browns ursay and lurie at the colts and eagles who's the who's the who's the last one it only gets up to 15 there. I don't have the whole list. It's because oh, the Packers okay, okay. is owned by like... It could probably is the Packers. The fans and the... That's what, like a group yeah. of... That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how it works. 
I it's, don't really understand their like, yeah. ownership. They don't want you to. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't want, they, don't want, they don't even want their shareholders to understand how so it yeah, works. So you have 32, the Packers, and then yeah. we have the Raiders. The Jack Raiders are, 30, are 31? 31, yeah. Wow. So accept all the cookies because stupid. Maybe because they spend all the money on Vegas. I don't know. That's, that's strange. Yeah, net worth of oh. 500 million for Mark Davis. So not as much as his dad, clearly. Then you got the Bengals. Then you got the Roonies. Slipping lot. Then the Hallis McCaskies at the Bears, Ziggy Wilf at the Vikings, Strunk at the Titans, Bidwell at the Cardinals, Mara. It must Tish be so crazy owning an NFL team. Like, yeah, that's like one of the most exclusive clubs. Yeah, in the world. And <laughs> is it? Yeah. Maybe it is the most exclusive well. club in the world for it's billionaires. Ha- it has, yeah, it has to be. It, you can buy yourself about- into any other club in the world but you couldn't like you you can't you have to be invited to buy an nfl team and they only come up for sale every like five years or something if that i mean and unless they're forced out like they're like like snyder (laughs) yeah what's going on with that because i saw rumors that they were gonna he's the worst he was searching around (laughs) for a firm to to try and yeah yeah so he he he's using bank of america i guess him and bank of america are working together to sell like that the thing that's on on clear is is he selling the whole team is he selling a minority stake ownership in the team is he selling a majority ownership ownership stake in the team and he takes the minority so it's he's doing what the the rest of the owners are forcing him to do mm. but at the same time there it's it's so gray as to like what exactly is going to happen um, I really want to know he's what he's the got worst. on the owners. I really want to have all the information. He just release it all. Just release the yeah. tapes. See what at, at one at at some point it will because he's been trying to find Duran, Roger Goodell, and all yeah. these other owners as well to try and like leverage. I don't want to say blackmail, but leverage. Yeah, leverage. yeah. just a fact leverage. leverage blackmail. That's such a polite word for blackmail. Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> that's some that's yeah. some rich white guy shit. Yeah. I, I got leverage. leverage. I got leverage. I got I got leverage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting because I mean, think about it. If you're an NFL owner, you can, you can, you like have the resources to um, influence multiple markets around the world mm. not just in football but like every like everything it's it's very exclusive club do you I, think I a conspiracy said. theory that would be uh oh, i've never really th- i just thought of right now jazz likes conspiracy theories so My I'm bringing this up. i love conspiracy theories yeah could could we make an argument there's like the world economic forum uh and the like world health organization and there's the un there's the imf there's all these things what about the nfl what about if it's the nfl owners that are pulling the, the strings secret overlords for everything yeah i wouldn't be surprised if you think about these television deals um these uh ad deals uh, the mar- the marketing deals that are coming through right now for the nfl you can have, you have a very very strong case they legitimately control like they like they control like they own sunday right the nfl yeah. owns sunday the nfl owns september to february <laughs> as from a marketing standpoint yeah. think about how much influence you can put on regular people that are just watching the games based off of the 
based off of what ads you're showing, based yeah. off of who you partnered with on a marketing level. Brought to you, you by can, Pfizer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, you you can control the market from September to February. Complete control. Yeah, I never thought of that. It's a very fair point. It's just, that, a, it's just the, those back smoky rooms of the owners' yeah. meetings in the off season. And That's now where the, it's all getting done. Yeah, and now the draft is a, is a big thing. So now you can own a weekend in April. Yeah. You can own three three days in April where if you pay us enough money, your your commercial will be paid will get played twice an hour, mm. three times and, an hour. And maybe they're putting in subliminal messages in amongst all these adverts like vote for Joe Biden, That's, vote for Donald that, Trump, just guiding there you go. just guiding the yeah. invisible hand behind just the scenes. Subliminal messages. Yeah. I see it, I see it all. It's crystal in my mind now. Yeah, email. you see yeah, you see what I'm getting at. Like I'm gonna make a movie of this. <laughs> <laughs> and now that and now that they're now that they're spreading so much outside of the country, um, I mean there's what three games in London, one in Germany, and I think they're still doing one in Mexico City Mexico, this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So now you're controlling the world. It's so it's, speaking of that, so when you know, did the NFL kind of take that mantle of owning Sundays? Because of course it's it's now, of course, America's game, but the America's pastime historically has been baseball for all those years. Yeah. When did it, it, it when did it switch? It, it took a significant jump when um, Roger Goodell was uh, became the new commissioner. Okay. It was on a it was on a pretty solid trajectory that way, but when Roger Goodell took over, it just ramped up. When did, when did he become commissioner? Oh five, oh six. Let's find it out. Ta- it was Tagliabue before that, wasn't it? I can't even say his name properly. Yeah. Paul Tagliabue, I think. Butte, Roger Butte. Goodell. Was he quite young as well? He doesn't seem crazy old to me, Goodell. Um, Is he like an American 16? business? Uh, on August 8th, 2006, Goodell yeah. was chosen to succeed retiring commissioner Paul Tagbu. Yeah. And he's 60, he's 63 right now. Okay. He's so not he bad looking young, for 63. Yeah. He's a sprightly yeah. looking 63 in fantasy. All that like children's blood or whatever they're drinking. He's on the Tom Cruise diet, clearly. <laughs> Just dead Tom Cruise really... diet. Yeah. Oh God. He has such great form running. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Even when he breaks his movie? leg, he still <laughs> have, ever, yeah. have you ever seen a movie where no. he's not in a full sprint? No. <laughs> no. Because if he's running, yeah, he running. if he he's going anywhere, run the... he's running. <laughs> <laughs> I know me, me and my brother and my cousin were on a group chat and we talk almost every day. But one of our like underlying inside jokes is Tom Cruise because he sprints everywhere and that's like that's like that's like our joke i mean legitimately in every movie his form is perfect yeah i was just gonna say he was running in the latest top gun how has he not pulled a hammy i don't know he's been he's been running for 40 years i mean in fairness to him ignoring the fact that he sprints everywhere the fact he's hanging off planes or climbing the burj al arab the the tallest thing in dubai yeah. Without much safety stuff, that's yeah, when you got to question the stats. guy's like mental yeah. state. Yeah, yeah. Well, that Scientology keeps you young. <laughs> I guess he's kind of backed away from that in recent years. A little bit, although there was the um, there was that one thing that yeah. came around that Scientology was talking about to do with clinical depression and medication, and there was that interview oh. did on 
it wasn't Oprah, but it was one of those sort of talk shows that's pretty high up. Might not be. No, don't think this is. No, it wasn't like Ellen, but that sort of talk show, talking about depression and the reason why medications don't really work. And as time has gone by, it's actually been proved more and more and more that he might actually have been right about that. So there are some yeah. things they say which are absolute nonsense, but some things maybe a bit less like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's probably got a point, though. Very possibly. So, well, I, I mean, whatever he's taking, it's working. I wish he would just tell me so I can start now. <laughs> 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 Trying to live forever, too, Tom. I wonder how, how old is he? Now we're on a Tom Cruise tangent. But literally, like, th- like tonight, when, you, when you're laying your head down to bed, what helps you go to what help you go to sleep faster is just try and find one movie that Tom Cruise has not sprinted in. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. Legit. Is he running uh interview with the vampire? I'm just trying to think. Oh, he is might he be walking that? in that one in fairness. Because uh what's the name of that the name of the guy? Uh, he probably does run in that actually. I mean he's fly? sixty. Wh- which which movie are we talking about? Oh, color of money, he's not running in that. He's playing pool the whole I have not. I've never even seen. Maybe that. he's not. Also, is. isn't isn't he uh, in a wheelchair in Philadelphia? <laughs> no, not Philadelphia. Um, uh, born on the fourth. Born on the fourth of July. Of July. Oh, Sorry, born on the fourth of July. But I, I feel like there might be some flashbacks to Vietnam where he was running though, jazz. So... Oh, I see. I've not seen it, so I can't comment. With perfect form, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, the form. The form is the most impressive part. You yeah, can always full, speed, you can always star, speed up. I can imagine yeah. you in the cinema just like just nudging people like strangers and being like, perfect form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See how he gets the knees up? <laughs> yeah. So you, you can always speed up the film, but you can't, you cannot make bad form look good. Yeah. That's why I hate when women run in movies. Like, God, your form is awful. There's no way you're running fast. I can just tell. You yeah. just wasted movement. Oh, but high Tom, heels just, too. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. well, don't get me started on like female action heroes, like being able to like spin like judo flip 300 pound like secret service agents and stuff. It's like, <laughs> you can't do that. There's limits to like how good you are at jujitsu or whatever. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, you know, we'll let Scarlett Johansson do her thing because she's amazing. So, so we've had tons wow. of your time tonight, Shane. We really appreciate all the time you give us. I got one oh, last good. one, and then maybe David's one more last one before we go. I've got to ask how the all Patriots right. are doing from your point of view. Do we think Bailey Zapp is the answer? Or do we think Matt Zappy? Jones... I, I don't, I don't think it's any one player as much as it's, um, uh, a f- in my, from my perspective, it's a failure to adjust offensive schemes. Um, yeah. And But that comes with a lack a lack of experience in calling plays yeah it does seem like patricia That's, and joe judge are out the depth completely well from a sense of making adjustments yes because they they've never had to do it they've never done it they don't mm. you know that's a learned skill yeah um and i think i think they come into games with with good schemes um with good ways of attacking defenses it's just where they start to hit a wall and slow up is when defenses catch on and then start making defensive adjustments. And they're not necessarily making the right offensive adjustments to counterattack that. Yeah. But they don't know that because I wouldn't know it either. And I've played offense my entire life because I've never called plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that's a learned skill. It's something that you clearly cannot, I mean, obviously from what we're seeing from them offensively, 
Um, it's not, it's like not it, something you can just pl- put a person in and just or yeah. two people in and just it, figure it out. There's not many players that are more disappointing this year than Mac Jones from like last year. It's it's pretty sad, really. Like I don't think that anybody was thinking he was the next Tom Brady or anything, but he was really good last year. He's like he was one really, of the well. They were also so disappointing. They also, they also had a veteran play caller. Yeah, yeah. maybe they he made had, him look know. better than he was. But I, I no, thought he did I, a I lot with like some some a pretty bad wide receiver room as well, and he was throwing. Yeah. Them, he was making the throws. Like, I yeah, what's I, happened I, to him? I don't think I don't think I don't think it was a, a thing of making him look better than he is. I think they were doing things that he's good at. Yeah. Yes. That's you know what I mean. Yeah. And you 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 run the risk of not allowing that if your offensive coordinator or coordinators don't know an offensive scheme outside of their own mm. outside of what like they can't if, if you only know a couple ways of doing something then when you get a player that doesn't necessarily fit that mold and you can't adjust around that player it, the whole product is going to suffer yeah, and I think that's what they're just not. They're just not curating the offense and adjusting the offense to help Mac Jones be who we thought he was going to be this season. Yeah, it does show though just how strong. I mean, since Brady left, obviously Belichick and that team haven't done great, but it does show you how good he is at keeping everything together. Because imagine if there was another head coach there with the talent on that team and, like you said, the play calling on offense. You feel like they would be like a bottom five team almost. Right. So he's yeah. really like still holding it together. Yeah. I think the Patriots from a roster standpoint, just get, they get blown up next year. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a fire sale in New England. Mm. Yeah. You can easily see that. Happen. Yeah. And it's also like you're saying there with offensive adjustments, it was never a good sign when Belichick comes out and says that the, the linebackers like um, CJ Mosley or, Shaq Leonard knew what was happening before it even happened, and they were at the ball before we'd even had a chance to get anything mm-hmm. going. So, yep, that says yep. a lot, doesn't it? It, it? Yeah, it gets it gets very predictable when you know. I, I coached a. Uh, I was helping my buddy coach his son's uh, nine and ten year old flag football team this year. Oh yeah, we lost, we, we lost in the playoffs, unfortunately. Oh, but no. I was, but but I was. Did you shout was, at them? Uh, huh? Did you shout at them? No, no. Um, I talked sternly to them, though, but not, oh, not okay. in that, like in practice. In yeah, practice, of course. Yeah. In practice. Oh, okay. I um, thought you'd but... be like, you don't know what winning is. <laughs> <laughs> Give them the full NFL treatment and just yeah. see how they react to kids yeah. crying and shit. But like, I was, so I was the offensive coordinator, and like, there was even times where I'd be like, dang, what do I call next? Like, I, I don't, I don't know what to call. And that was like nine and 10 year olds. It really didn't matter what I called. But like yeah. I'm trying to like overthink it, and uh, so I can only imagine how tough it is at like the NFL level and everything like that. We got so much better though; it was the most gratifying coaching experience because week one practice, first practice, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get blown out oh, really? every single every single week," and then um, and then we started we started playing better. Uh, we lost like the first three games, but then we went on a little run, won some games, and then. In the playoffs, we uh, first round of the playoffs, we played the team that we played week one, and they beat us forty to six week one, mm-hmm. and they won by they won by uh, by a touchdown. Oh, in the playoffs. oh that's, that's really good progress, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. see cool. what I'm saying? Yeah, if we would have had a couple, you ran them close, gave them a little scare. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was pretty gratifying. 
that was, that was fun. fun. You can do that again. Yeah, yeah. But I think there. I think his son's moving to tackle, um, and I just don't. I don't have enough time for all that in the fall. That's that's the tough part. Yeah, of course. Um, I had to miss like a majority of the games because I was traveling on Saturdays and calling college football. I could make the practices, but like you can't. Uh, flag football and tackle football are a little bit more or very different as far as what's needed from a coaching perspective and involvement mm-hmm. from a coaching side. I can't coach a, a Pop Warner flag, uh, tackle football team and then not be there for the games. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. So, yeah. That's good. It's fun, man. though. That's cool. It's fun. Sweet. It's fun. Well, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let leave, you, uh, uh, we'll let you go Shane, off, the Shane, coach, but... on that note there. Um, as always, thank you so much for joining us on our very historic 100th episode. Although Ollie, of course, decided to desert us. <laughs> well, hey, invite me back for the for the Thanksgiving or whatever show you guys are going to get drunk on. Invite me back for that one. I mean, at that point, probably just me and Dave in my, in my house. So <laughs> okay. if you if you want if you're not busy, I mean, hey, we've yeah. got, we got space to hang out and uh, and just get really smashed if you like. But we might not record Perfect. it. <laughs> to, to Perfect. Keep, uh, just, just, keep yeah, everyone's careers safe. We might not record it, but yeah, it'd be fun to do that. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you. It's always great catching up with you guys. Oh, wicked. You too, Thank you. Thanks for and, time, uh, mate. Yeah, I appreciate just realizing how wrong we all were this year. That's that the thing. So we're, very, all very we're all wrong. We're all wrong. I swear. Oh, I, wrong. The Saints are going to go on a street. Yeah. I can see it. I literally thought Jazz was about to rip my head off <laughs> about my Saints yeah. take as soon as I got on. That's why I was like, okay, just, just get it over until with the end, Shane. Yeah. I mean, until that barrier. again, like we <laughs> said, the trouble would be <laughs> if we'd nine. done that now, they would have won and then it would have been me eating all the dicks when we speak again. Yeah. <laughs> we just need not to do that. <laughs> Keep yeah, karma going yeah. the right way. <laughs> what we should do is the next person or next year or whatever, you actually have to eat spotted dick if you have like the hey, worst it's a taste of dessert. That's fine. Is it, what yeah. does it taste like? What is just sponge? Just... It's just sponge with currants in it with some custard on top. It's actually quite nice. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, I the don't name trust, doesn't sound great. I don't great. trust you. <laughs> I don't trust a palate from the UK. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on now. Well, next time uh, you're I mean, over, we'll we'll make some specially for you, Shane. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds good, we'll fellas. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. I got to run. But yeah, look after yourself. Honestly, I appreciate everything. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, mate. See you later. See you.